Welcome to episode 54 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on the midnight meat train of madness terror is my co-host, Jennifer the Dream Warrior Strand. Every week we take one horror movie and cut it to pieces with our internet word. That's what we do. That's the whole point of the podcast. Together we are two people with a love of horror and we feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster movie land memberships, meaning we cry because it's not the past. Mm-hmm. Aww. I'd like to thank all of our listeners over on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and the YouTube for supporting us. We love you and we can't do this without you. We can, but we won't. Um, and we also like to shout out to the people that interact with us over the week that help us that, that help us grow in the community of GrowWo. Mm. So people like Mark of the Dan, uh, Karina, Karina Conj. Yep. Like The Conjuring. Yep. You reckon that's what it is? I yeah. reckon. Uh, William Chappelle. <laughs> You know who you are, Will. Yeah. Um, Adam Gillespie, Dion Cracknell, the fucking the boss man himself. Yeah. Um, Bryn Phillips, Freak Child. Oh, Michael Towns, Freak Child. And Death Valley Funeral Home. I love that name. Yeah, right. Thank you for um, interacting with us over the past week. Um, so we're going to get straight into our fun facts about ourselves. Uh, so my fun fact that I'm saying today is something that I mention every now and then, but I'm just going to clarify it with people, is that I am a published children's book author and illustrator mm-hmm. uh, as well as owning a comic shop and some other things like that. So, yeah, yeah, that's when I mention like my work and my books and my drawings, it's not just me like drawing a picture, you know, in a subway <laughs> and just <laughs> palming it off for four bucks. Um, yeah, I actually get paid by Scholastic to draw the popular children's book series Hot Dog, which mm. is penned, penned? Yes. Penned by a... Uh, what's his name? Ando. <laughs> it's right behind you. Yeah. Ando, yes. Ando. I also have published out my own books uh, through the years. Like uh, I did a graphic novel series called Pilot and Huxley about 15 years ago, which mm-hmm. um, is my favourite thing I've ever done. Like, yeah. I really like that. I'd like to do more one day. I was going to say, where is the return of Pilot and Huxley? Well, I have written Pilot and Huxley before, hmm. um, but I just haven't done it because yeah. I'm a dickhead. I'm a bloody Toss smoking dickhole. It's because you're too fucking busy. You're always mm. doing doing a thing. Doing things. Every time I see you, you're like, I'm doing this now. Yeah. I, I'm an expert in this now. <laughs> yeah, I tried to like okay. start something new at, at the comic shop today, like this week, like do new like live streams and stuff. And yep. like, they was like, just, just do your work. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Like the work, the work comes in. You have to push the work to other people in order to get them to come in. Oh, I've pushed work. Yeah. Ba- Brayden has basically become me. Oh, I love Brayden. Oh, who doesn't? I love Brayden. He's a he's a roly poly beautiful man. He is a beautiful man. And you should check out his podcast as well, Millennial Movie Talk, where a mm-hmm. whole bunch of young people talk about film. Yeah. And TV and stuff. It's pretty good. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. There's like five or six of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I was watching there's, a, some there's of a, it. a soiree. Oh, you're watching some? Well, I was, because well, on you, uh, their Instagram, they've got like clips of them. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about a lot of things, but because they are literally millennials, they are very young. They don't know what half of this shit is. And they're like, I've never heard of that. I'm yeah, but they do know a lot about film. Like, they've oh, all my God. Film yes, and, yeah, they're very yeah. knowledgeable, but it's all the like. For, for you and me, it's common knowledge. It's like it was ingrained in us very yeah, early no, on. And there are like, some, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I there are some weird things is. that they say every now and then, but that's why it's a millennial one, where they will mm. say something like, what's weekend at Bernie's? Or something like that. And I'll be like, but how do you, like, you know, how do you not know, like, what that is? It's because they were born after the year They're like, who was in Major League? <laughs> <laughs> who are well, these Sandlot kids? Uh, They're all sports ones. I'm doing <laughs> 
Anyhow, let's get on. Well, no, no, no. What about your fun fact, <laughs> My Jen? fun fact is I am not a published children's book author or illustrator. Um, I have been published in Film Inc. magazine. And like I, I've said before, um, I did write a thesis. That's a whole other story. Um, on screen. on Cannibal Holocaust, I I did write a mini thesis on Cannibal Holocaust. Actually, what did what did what were your findings? Did it have findings, or was it just about? It was more about the film, but also about the whole found footage genre as a whole. Because um, so it is found footage, Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, actually, it was on that. Uh, what's that found footage? Ah, oh, there's that whole found footage. There's a new streaming service which is just found footage yes. films. I bloody forgot what it's called. But, yeah, I saw that on yeah. there. I couldn't believe how many found footage films there are. I know. There's so many. and Because uh, they're such an easy thing to make. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just grab an idea and go film it and just do it. If you do it in a good way. Yeah. And, like, the more ambiguous you are with them, the better they look yeah. kind of thing. That's why Blair Witch was such a bloody a cracker. Oh, my God. Just like such a great film. A bunch of turkeys running outside of a tent, <laughs> hitting it with sticks, <laughs> turned into, like, a cult classic. Yeah, I love it. Anyhow, let's move on to our spoiler cause. Yes, every week Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch and then we go through it scene by scene, spoiling the fuck out of it. It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, seven wangs, and compound fractures. <laughs> Basically, by the end, you don't have to watch this film because exactly. we watched the shit out of it. Oh, <laughs> we watched the we shit We watched out it, of it so hard, our eyes bled and our dicks curled. It was <laughs> wicked. We have a rating system. Um, what yeah. is it? Okay, so for everybody playing at home, our rating system goes a little something like this. Uh, we've got the A, awesome, everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie. F is for fun and dumb. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. We've got the newly appointed O, an overrated motherfucker, which I'm kind of keen for. Uh, we've got G, good for its time, but it's not held up. We've got the J, Jen special, the D, Dan special. We've got a W, whatever. Pfft. Uh, we've also got the Kesha, low budget hot mess, C minus, craft is stellar, but I hate the content, and the cream of the crap, the McConaughey. It's the fucking fucked. We watched it, so you really don't have to. When you say cream of the crap, do you all just like, envision someone grabbing a, a turd and like crushing it in their hands and whiteness coming out of it? Yes. <laughs> Same here. So this week, we just I decided that we were going to watch Beetlejuice from yes. 1988. Oh, so I haven't watched this film in a long years. Uh-huh. A long years. A long years. At least 10. I usually watch this film maybe once or twice a year. But I did watch it a bum load when yeah. I was younger. I knew every line. I was saying them. I, I was, when I was taking my notes, I was writing my notes before stuff happened. Yeah. Because I could just watch it. This film is so quotable as well. Like, it's weird, it's isn't insane. it? It's insane. And I'd just like to start with, I've just found out that both my mum and my girlfriend hate this film that's bullshit and i you have should cut, disown and dump. cut both of, uh, yeah. of them out of my life i don't need that kind of double thing. d them disown yeah. and dump <laughs> anyhow um what are its statistics all right so beetlejuice 1988 directed by tim burton who's he uh <laughs> some some guy some turkey some guy uh screenplay by warren scarren i actually don't know who he Scarin? is me neither uh it's Great cast. Alec Baldwin. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's Alec Baldwin. It's Alec Baldwin. I can't believe it's uh, Jack Donaghy. It's Jack Donaghy. He looks nothing really like him that much, except for a couple of shots when he's pouting. Yes. He has has a face like a cat's bum when he's pouting. His voice has 100% changed. Yes. Like... A hundred percent. Well, I'm guessing years of smoking cigarettes. Does he smoke? I don't know. Drinking alcohol and fraternizing with women 
It's, it's, it's gonna w- change. It's weird voice. though how different his voice is because so many people's different. voice stays the same, but basically their whole life after yeah. they get past like twenty. But yeah, anyhow, Gina Davis. Yep, Winona Ryder in I think this is one of her first film roles as well. Uh, Michael Keaton and the beautiful Catherine O'Hara. And that is a cast, isn't that it? That is a cast. It's so good. Uh, the budget was fifteen million, and the box office gross was eighty four point six. I love a good film that makes money. Yes. I hate it when there's a great film that doesn't make money. My, yes. what's wrong with everyone's fucking bum ends these days? Because people are dickholes. I know. That's exactly what fucking it is. Fucking swirling dickholes. <laughs> Yes. Um, okay. What are, what's its what's its synop- what's its tagline? Right. And He's guaranteed to put some life in your afterlife. I didn't know that. You I've never even it? seen the. Po- Is that on the cover? I don't know if it's. Con- well, you know, films always have like two or three different like taglines, yeah. and they're like, which one sounds better? Uh, thanks to an untimely demise via drowning, a young couple end up as poltergeists in their New England farmhouse, where they fail to meet the challenge of scaring away the insufferable new owners. Um, they come in and want to make drastic changes. In desperation, the undead newlyweds turn to an expert f- uh, Frightmeister. <laughs> what the fuck is that word? It's a new film coming out. It, Frightmeister. 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 Thanks, Gary. But he's got a diabolical agenda of his own. I don't think he did. I think he made it up right near the end. I don't think he had a di- I think he's just... He did, but he's he didn't. He's just a dickhead. Yeah, I had no idea it was in a New England farmhouse because no one has English accents. <laughs> no, New England. It's not in England. What's New England? New England's like uh, like Vermont and oh. idyllic sort of country America. My arrogance is showing. <laughs> no, not at all. Not I, at all. I just uh, assumed. Anyhow, let's start. What happens? It opens with music. Yeah. A slow version of Deo. It's very synth as well. It's synth, got this like, like synth Deo. Now, I don't even know what the Deo song is called. Uh, it's I think it's called Banana Boat. Banana Boat? Yeah. Come, Mr. Tallyman. Um, yeah. Yeah. Black, title. Yeah. So this is like, it's, it's kind of that slight, slow version of that black screen. The title comes up. It looks like it's made. So it's, it's a full screen title. Just white on black. And it looks like it's made from a potato stamp. Yes, it really does. (laughs) It looks like they just carved it out of a potato (laughs) and stamped it onto the screen. Oh, shit. The things we learned in play school. Yes. Uh, We get this delightful pan over a sort of a forest. uh, Like a chopper shot. Yeah. It's a nice uh, cast title. Um Opening up over it, you know, like, well, with blah, chaotic blah, blah, blah. strings and wi- and a wind, and a, a wind piece. Yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> uh, and we see this very uh, idyllic white town. So everything is pretty much painted white. Every all the houses, it's small. It's a very Scando looking kind of town, but yeah. not too Scando. But it's very. It's very uh, retirement vibe. Yeah. I would like to go. I live in this town. Yeah, I would love to and live very, in this town. it's very, very small. And you know that some part of it is haunted. And then at some stage, this ch- helicopter shot turns into a model. Mm. But I can't work out where it is. And I kept thinking, no, that's it. That's where it is. That's I rewound it. And there's a bit where it's obviously one where there's a little model man that's in there. Yeah. But like... Ones that I thought were the model, I reckon they weren't. I yeah. reckon it's just like really well done. Like, oh, this is so well done because it, it pans And when we up. say model, we mean like a train set. Yeah. Yeah. So someone's recreated a, a model 
township, hmm. basically. So it pans up to this beautiful, beautiful house on top of a hill. And as it's sort of focused on it, this tarantula or some kind of very large spider starts to crawl over it, which is cool. Very 1950s. And then we get young Jack Donaghy. Yes. Uh, Adam. Mm-hmm. He's a main character who is, uh, what's his name? Um, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. And he picks, and he picks the fucking spider up. Yes. Oh, look out. It's like picking up, you know, if you find, like, a gecko. He's not, not afraid of spiders, unlike you, Dan. Oh, man. But you would go and pick up a gecko and put it somewhere else? Yeah. I would not. I would run and I just feel that scream. spiders, especially tarantulas, don't they have, like, little hairs on them that attack you as well? Like yes, they tarantulas do. This was probably just a large house spider. It was fucking large. It was big. And he, he's like, you're a big one. And he, like, <laughs> flicks him out the window and it dies. <laughs> he does. So as he, like throws it out of the window, um, you see that the town that we've just seen pan up is the town outside. Yes. So from real town to model to real town. Yeah. Um, So he walks back um, and we see that he has just created this full replica uh, of the town. And I love models. Don't get me wrong. No, it won't. I've mentioned once or twice that I like Warhammer. (laughs) And I love model making train sets. Claire, my wife, she loves train sets as well. We're planning on doing a train set when we get to super old. Um, Super old? Why not do it now? Because I don't want to. Uh, (laughs) Because I'm concentrating on Warhammer. Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, and I just the the act of model making is such a relaxing, beautiful thing. And and just seeing someone who's like painstakingly recreated their hometown is so so nice. And it shows that there is such a love for the town that they live in as well. Mm. You know. Yeah. Anyhow, we get introduced to the new next character, um, Barbara, played yes. by Gina Davis, the lady that always looks like she's shocked or scared. Yeah. Like, Bleh. She's like, I'm just really happy to be here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> she's like a Labrador. <laughs> she is. So she walks in and they wish each other a happy vacation and they start exchanging gifts. Yeah. Um, so she's bought him some model paints, yeah, which some- is really hard to come across, apparently. And he hands her some wallpaper. Um, they start... They're, They're banging on about like, yeah, we get to send our like, summer vacation at home. Yeah. And I'm like, so this is their house. Yes. But they don't live there. It must be like a holiday house or. I feel that it's probably a house that they've recently purchased and it's you... like their dream home. They finally got the home of their dreams. And now they're just rather than going away and doing something, they're just going to spend that time together doing up this house that they mm, We never find yeah. out what they do. It doesn't really matter. And well, now, he they owns start, the model shop. And yeah, they start kissing on the couch. Yuck. He also he also owns a hardware store, which isn't really explained until like later. No. Um, and even then it's not really explained. It's, it's all about the dialogue. And now they kiss, they have, whatever. They're all, it's cute. They're adorable. Someone like, you know, knocks on the door and they keep pulling each other back to have more kisses and they laugh and I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> I think it's cute. You think it's disgusting. I think it's disgusting. I think. Um, so we hear this car horn beeping and they start racing down the stairs. Um, and he, he's just like, no, nah, I did it last time. And he bails down to the basement and, uh, she answers the door and we are introduced to Jane who who is a very annoying either real estate agent or just a local busybody. Well, I thought that she was a, a, a an annoying neighbour, but later on in the film she says that they were family. She's Auntie Jane. I well, think she's she, actually like one of their relations who lives in the town. Yeah. I think they grew up in this town. She was also the real estate agent. As well. Yeah. Of a small town. Um, so she's there to sort of say, look, you know, your house, it's beautiful. Like, there was a couple from New York. They're very interested in the house. Um, and, you know, Barbara, not like, we love this house. She We're drops her bomb and is like, it's too big for a family. And then you're like, mm, and then yeah. Barbara's all sad. It's like, no, they might. They don't really 
say much of this, but you get the idea that they've tried for kids and they can't have kids. Yeah, yeah. So she's kind of offended Barb by saying, look, you know, this house is... Too is, big for you guys. Too need, big for a, a f- couple. You need children. You need children. Hmm. Um, anyway, so she fucks her off. She Yeah, she pisses off and she leaves. Uh, we cut back down to Adam, who is in the basement, and he chucks on some Calypso music on his cassette as he's fiddling around with stuff. He walks over and opens up the window shade to see Jane's face pressed against the glass, and she tries to start telling him about the people he's in like, New York. He's, and like, he's just go like, go fuck yourself, Jane. No, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, he closes the shades, and then he immediately calls out to Bob that he needs to go into town because he needs some new brushes and model paint. Which is from his store, which yes. I found really weird. Like, yeah, which I didn't get. Anyway, they get in the car. They yep. drive into town. We get this amazing shots of the area. It's all green and lush and Anne and green gablesy. Yep. <laughs> uh, they go across a little. They've got like the little uh, built-in red bridges you know, yep. that look like barns across the yeah, river. Yeah, the bridges of Madison County bridges. Oh. Oh. Um. Yeah, they. It's it's beautiful. Yep. And uh, they go. They stop in the town. He runs out. Runs into his hardware store. Yeah. Like, there's a little bit of back and forth between an old codger. There's not even some back and forth. Like he rocks up to the hardware store the and he's the local barber. So he's this old guy sitting out the front. He starts telling him a story. He just kind of walks right Adam's past like, yeah, him. Yeah, cool, man. <laughs> opens the door. He goes in. You can still hear the guy talking while Tell he's the in story. the shop. Yeah, and then he walks the out and he's like, yeah, okay, bye. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start to drive home. Yep. Um, we go to, and uh, you know, and a bloody... Menacing shot of a dog walking near the enclosed bridge walking near the lake. Very slowly <laughs> across the the walkway towards oh, the like bridge. Jack Russell or some shit. Yeah, yeah little dog, gross Cute. little dog. Um, of course they don't see this dog walking exceedingly slow across, and they swerve to avoid hitting it. But unfortunately, they go through the wall of the bridge. And the car is hanging there. The barn bridge. Yep. The only thing stopping them from from falling is the dog balancing on a... A precariously placed... On a bit of wood. Bit of wood. It's it's ridiculous. It's a joke. Yeah. Anyway, so they're they're half hanging out. They're like, don't jump off, dog. And of course, the dog jumps off. The car falls into the bridge. (laughs) The car sinks to the bottom of the river. Fade to black. Fade to black. Open up to cookie clock chiming. Oh, yeah. what? It's a cuckoo clock. Oh, yeah. Cut to a cuckoo clock going cuckoo and 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fire mysteriously just turns on by itself. I would assume that it's on a timer, but that's just me. Um, yeah. Adam and Barbara walk into the house and they are absolutely drenched, uh, yeah. soaking wet. They well, just... they just fell into a bloody lake. It's true. Um, Barb walks in and she's like, oh, I don't remember turning on the fire. But in, they still sit in front of the fire and they start drying off. They're drying their hands in front of the and fire. And it's, it's already nice. got a weird tone at this point. So mm. the editing has gone a bit weird. Like it's like, you know, it shows the fire light. It's got this really uh, ominous music. It's now like this weird, really red uh, twilight outside yep. coming through the house. There's a lot of lighting in this film. A lot mm. of ham-fisted lighting, but I think it works. Yep. Um, and you're like, Ugh. and this is like only, this is, I don't know, this is eight minutes into the film. Yeah. All this has happened. Like they've already like established who the characters are, the place, all these sub characters. They've already got it going. There's already been a crash and it's eight minutes into the film. That's including the credits as well. Mm-hmm. So good. I know. It moves so quickly. It really does. It's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, like, and like Barb walks in and she goes, I don't remember lighting that fire. Yep. They sit down in front of the fire. They start warming their hands and there is a 
burst of fire and her hands catch on fire and she sits there and she's looking at them and they're Two of her fingers are kind of lit. lit. Like, like she's not in pain. They're just no. on fire. Like she blows them out, and she kind of looks a very startled and surprised as Gina Davis does. Um, so once they dry out, and then but then we get like a uh, uh, an outdoor shot of the house, like showing it. It's all this really red dusk, yep. like really cool. And then like yeah, and then uh, Adam starts like he goes, oh, something's not really right. He goes, can you even remember how we got back? Yeah, from. So they really just don't remember. And he decides that he's going to leave the house and backtrack to the bridge to see... Like, what happened? What like, happened where's the fucking or, car? You know, and he walks out the door, and this is a really cool scene as well, because as he walks out the door just onto the front porch, we get this flash of light. It's kind of the, ca- the camera pans up over his head really close, and a spotlight goes onto him, yeah. which, like, white balances out the shot. And then when it comes down behind him from going over him... He's in a different place. Yeah. They use this trick a, a couple of times in the film. I really like it. Like the wind and a spotlight. Like, yep. And a nice yeah. sound effect. And he starts, uh, it turns out he's in a completely different world. He's in like this sand world, which we find out later is apparently it's Saturn. Saturn. Yeah. Um, so it's like. It's, like it's got, very dull. It's like got real, yeah, really yellow sand. Yep. It's got red kind of weird rocky tree structures and it's got a really oversaturated sky. But there's like other, there's like other planets in the sky as yeah. well. We hear this, like, he starts looking around. He's like, what the fuck? Um, and we start hearing this weird sort of growly sound. And he turns and we see something moving past, like, moving towards him. Like a, like a like sandworm. A, like a sandworm. <laughs> like, like a, from like, June. Yeah, basically from June. Um, and now uh, Barb's arms come in from somewhere yes. and pull him back out. And she's like, it's now night. And she's like, you were gone for two hours. And this is one thing I like to say about this film. I like how time works in this film. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, we'll get into it later. But, like, there's little subtleties in this film I've noticed now that I never noticed as a kid. Yeah. I um, I just took it for face value. I was just waiting for the next gore or monster to come up and yeah. stuff like that. But there's, like, really complex ideas in here about, like, what it's like to be these people. And anyway, yeah. we'll get into it. Well, it's like when you rewatch The Simpsons as an adult and you actually get the jokes that they're telling because you're an adult. Yeah. That's what it is. So he's back from this other world and he's gone for two hours. He was only there for, like, four seconds. Yeah. She's like... Look, I need to show you something. So she's been there for two hours working shit she's out. She's like freaking the fuck out. Um, she walks him into the the Study living it. area yeah. and uh, she's like, look, she stands him in front of a mirror. She's like, no reflections. She picks up this little toy horse and walks it across the mirror just to convey that they have no reflections. Um, and she's like, and there's another thing, that. And she turns and points out a book on the coffee table, a handbook for the recently deceased. And I like this bit because Adam picks it up and he misreads it. And he's like, the handbook for the recently diseased. And he goes, dun, dun. And then she goes, deceased. Deceased. And then he goes, deceased. And then he's like, dun, dun. (laughs) And she immediately just turns. She's like, I don't think we survived the crash. Yeah. Um, So we cut to literally like a few minutes later. They're both upstairs in their bedroom. Barbara's kind of walking around. She's asking questions. She's kind of um, panicked. Yeah, she's very panicked. And Adam's sort of laying on the bed and he's reading through the book trying to make sense of it. I everything. love the handbook of the recently deceased. And it's yeah. like that old 1960s cover of like a... Like, it's like clouds and people pointing up to them or yeah. something. Yeah, it's just a... 
I've, I've seen replicas of it before and I kind of wish I had one. Like, Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and um, he can't make sense of no, it. No, he's just like, a, just this thing reads like stereo instructions. Um, and he reads like a passage out of it that makes no sense. Exactly. And he's like, but look, this is going to take some time. We need to just, we just need to calm down. It's fine. It's not a problem. End scene. End scene. We do now reach this new scene. It's very sort of a dirty black scene. We see candles burnt down to the the wick. Uh, this gravelly voice like, uh, crumbled up business cards for Beetle Guys, the bioexorcist. Beetle Guys. Like, oh, okay. What is this? And it's all close up shots. So it's purposely yeah. not showing us like what's going yeah. on, even though it's kind of obvious because it's what the film's called. <laughs> exactly. It pans over to someone reading a newspaper. A uh, newspaper is called The Afterlife and the main uh, title for the article is Sandworm Incidents Increased 13% from Last Year. He's like, goddamn sandworms. <laughs> goddamn sandworms. He's like, oh, just better time to find a job. So then he flicks through the paper to the, the employment section but instead comes across the obituaries and he notices, oh, the Maitlands. I thought that the joke was like, that is the, the job section, yes. is the obituary for, yeah. for this guy. Pretty much. Um, so and the Maitlands are Adam and Barb. Yeah. Uh, cute couple look kind of stupid too. So he's, Cute couple look kind of stupid as well. <laughs> and then he starts doing that like gross, like, <laughs> like fat chortle laugh. Which <laughs> is, <laughs> it's gross. Uh, we cut back to the next day. Uh, Barb is dusting the cobwebs in the attic, which oh. I was like... <laughs> Justin. Yeah. Anyway, um, Adam's looking at the model um, and trying to figure out, like, he's trying to place them in the the in the model in the cemetery. He's like, yeah, he, do you he's, think we'd he's best doing a little. Be? He's doing a thing as their funeral. He's putting yeah. his, their funeral in, and he's got the little like, reef with their names on it. Yeah, and like stuff. that's really morbid, but also very cathartic. I think in the in the end, um, she's still asking questions. Like, she's like, I just don't understand. Like, why are we here? Why can't we leave? And he just he's like, maybe we're in heaven. And she's just like, he's like, look, it's just the two of us in this house. She's like, if this was heaven, there wouldn't be any dust. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, They immediately start hearing a a noise outside. And they run over to the window to to see that it's Jane. She's arrived. She's all dressed in black. She's got her daughter with her. Which was a nosy neighbor from the start. Yeah. Uh, they start like hanging out the window, calling out, waving, like, Jane, act- Jane. acting like fools, but she doesn't see them. She turns around, she gets back into the car, um, and they start like they drive off, reaching for the book. Yeah, yeah, they drive off, and that kind of like as the, their car's driving off, it cuts to a sign of their house, which has a for sale sign on it with sold. sold. You know, say so someone has bought the house. Oh. Clearly, the people from the city. It's about to elevate. This film is elevating. All right. New scene. Next yep. day. Next day. Next or... morning, they're in bed. Yep. Adam and Barb, they're, they're snoozing. Yeah. And, he rolls um, over and steals the blankets, as most people do. And we can see that Barb is actually floating. Yeah. She's not even in the bed. Nope. She... This is a funny joke because she wakes. There's like a big, suddenly the house shakes. Yeah. There's a they big wake blanket. up. She wakes up and just falls yeah. and like sits up. But there's nothing said about it. No. She just pops up in her Gina Davis <laughs> way on one side of the bed with her eyes massive, like looking around, like what the like, fuck? Okay, I fucking love Gina Davis. She's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's like everything starts rumbling and shaking, and they run out of the room to the top of the banister at the top of the stairs, and they see a trunk roll through the front door and hit the banister, um, and then a woman, uh, all in black, saunters in, looking absolutely unimpressed by her new surroundings. Like, she looks like she has smelt a fart. Oh. She is unimpressed. Um, and a man walks in from another room 
And he's very excited. He's like, welcome home. And we are introduced to Delia and Charles Dietz. Yep. So Delia is the mum and I've written her down as a pretentious art mother. Yes. So she's like a full city art person, like highly strung on medication kind of vibe person. Then you got Charles, the husband, who is just a dude who is, he's a bad guy. In the way that he's like a, an invest, a money man. Like he works for a business that makes money by like probably stealing from poor people and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like, you know, but he's not a bad person at heart. No, I kind of get the impression that because he's like this guy who like buys up properties and sells them yeah, and tries it. to get investors and stuff. But I feel that because he's out there, like his whole thing is I'm out here to relax. I feel that he's like had a bunch of heart attacks and the doctor's like, if you don't relax, you're going to die. Mm, and he's played by he's a pedophile like, in real life. Yeah, Jeffrey Jones. He's apparently not a very lovely guy, but eh, Fuck him. okay. Anyway. And then we get, um, is, is Lydia in it yet? Not yet. Right. Um, so he he's like walking around. He's like, I love this house. This is great. And he stands there and he points out the kitchen to her, uh, to Delia. And he's he makes a comment about, he's like, oh, look, you know, you look at that kitchen. You'll be able to make all these delicious dinners. And she kind of just looks at him. And but finally, you can make a good dinner. Like the look she gives him is a look that would land her life in prison. I tell you <laughs> what. Um, she looks around again and she's like, look, a little bit of gasoline, blowtorch. Not a problem. This is sorted. Um, and then the removalists bring in a chair and plonk it down and we are revealed a very young and very 80s sort of synthwave goth, uh, Winona Ryder. Who's Lydia. Lydia Dietz. Who is the most, like, stereotypical goth. Her yeah. lines are... Then again, it is the 80s. So she's... Well, she is... This is the benchmark. This is goth. This is goth. This is every goth... I'm going to say it. Every goth from here on out. It's her. It's her. Yeah, she's they, a good guy. They based it. Yeah, um, she's got a camera in her hand. She's dark circles on the eye, very pale face. So she's very she's like got like a moose fringe. Yeah, remember moose? Very pointy. Yeah. yeah, I bet if you like rubbed it, it would just get really crusty. Crunchy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she looks around. And she starts taking photos. Um, That's what girls do. They take yeah, photos. They take photos. And they, and they, you know, they use film because film is dark. <laughs> so dark. Room. Dark rooms. Red dark rooms. <laughs> Anyhow, this is really weird. I was talking to you about this earlier. Like, so as a person, a young person watching this, you're obviously supposed to not like the mum Delia as a pretentious art idiot. Yeah. And you're supposed to like uh, Lydia as like the cool, like, goth that you're supposed to like. goth. Yeah, that you're supposed to like, you know, bond with as the person you want, who, who you get. But as an adult, I think her and her mum are exactly the same. They're both pretentious fake fuckheads <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, tell us what I you just, really I, think i think like yeah but i mean the dad is like a dodgy dude but i actually thought he was the, like the nicer one out of the family quite possibly i mean yeah like you know it, that it just, is what it is but i think because you know she's sad and depressed that's one thing but the, and the mum's just like i don't know probably like riding the ketamine train she's just having a good old time yeah I think ketamine was really around in the 80s, was it? I don't know. I don't know. It was the first thing that came to mind. Coke was the whole 80s thing. Oh, yeah. Very Coke. Coked out. That's fine. 
Um, so the removalists start bringing in um, crap. Crap, and she Delia runs over and she's like, "Look, this is my art. I've made. I didn't buy this art. I've made this art. This is my art." And the guy just stand, stares at it blankly and just kind of like shoves it on the table. This big like grey ball thing. Like, yeah, yeah, it looks terrible. But it looks like Tim Burton made. I it. was gonna say it. It does look terrible, but it looks like Tim Burton. I think it might be Tim Burton's art. Or his wife's or something like that. Yep, it looks Tim Burton. Hang on, Tim Burton's wife. Is it? Is it? Is it a Marla Singer at this time? I'm going to say yes, because I don't think he married Helena Bonham Carter until, like, the 90s. Oh, you're right. I don't know. Anyhow. Um, I like this as well, because Charles immediately sits down in a rocking chair, and he starts, like, rocking back and forth, but he's, like, absolutely, like, shaking his knee so you're like you know when you get really anxious and you sit there and you start like you, you're bouncing your knee and then you you know yeah. you just tapping on the, on the <laughs> and he's like look at that t- 10 minutes and i'm completely at ease and you're like you keep telling yourself that mate you are not at ease you are really highly strung right now and you know so and adam and bob are watching all this and they're like she's like you know what are we gonna do yeah all right we can't have these people living in our house and he goes well there is something we can do we're ghosts. <laughs> he got so excited. He's like, we're ghosts. We're ghosts. Or did you say there's a word for someone else? Yeah. People in our situation. Ghosts. <laughs> uh, and then we get, um, at one stage we get. We're introduced to, to Otho. Otho. So Delia and Charles is having another conversation and Otho, this very heavy set man, uh, starts trying to climb through. Oh, the window. The window. And they're like, what are you doing? Otho, what are you doing? Like, why are you coming through the window? He's like, it's bad luck to to walk through the... Like, he is a guy... Like, his personality is you just want to punch him in the face. He's basically what a, con- a, a naturopath conspiracy theorist is these days. Like, you know, he believes in all that crap. Yes, very much and so. And he's like, you know, everything he is like... Everything he thinks is like etched in stone and everyone else is an idiot. Yeah, he's, like, ba- mm. he's like an art... He's like an, a life advisor to Delia or something? Or an yeah, art, or an or an interior decorator. I feel he is a number of things. I feel that he is a drug dealer, an interior designer, and a life coach. Because at one stage he mentions that he used to be a paranormal investigator yeah, as well. And a, and a chemist. Yeah, and so he's old as this dog. He's a jack of all trades, but he's, he's very pretentious. He's just like, mm, yes, I can do a lot with this house but it's going to cost you a fortune. Yeah. But he's a good character. I think he's a funny... Like, oh, yeah. He he like he works very well with the the whole vibe of the film. So it's great. And Delia and Otho, they start to go through the house, you know, deciding where they're going to renovate it kind of thing. They take some spray cans with them. This is a very weird scene because like none of the shit they're saying makes sense. No. Well, again, it's this very sort of pretentious art world. So she's she walks in and she's like spray paints mauve, like mauve. Mauve. So it's going to be like mauve. Yeah. In mauve um, as well? In like, mauve. And he's like, you read my mind. Yeah, they're like, they're choosing colours of what they're, what they're going to do with the walls. But they don't mention that's what they're doing because later on you see all those colours in the house. Yeah, like, exactly. And so at this point... um. Adam and Barb are kind of setting themselves up to scare these people. So Otho and Delia come to a closet. They open it up and we see uh, Barb in there hanging on a noose and they're like, <gasps> and then she grabs, reaches up and grabs her face, pulls off her face and she screams with a skeleton and her eyes fall out, yeah. which is wicked. It's so good. 
And then they just go, oh, look how small this this, this closet is. Like they won't, they can't even see it. Like, yep. But like, this is where it starts to get rad. I'm just like, what's going? This is great. Yeah. Like, it's so good. And so, and they just push her aside like a coat. Yeah. Otho's just like, oh my god, we just have to pray that the other closets are bigger than this one. And they push her aside. They pull out. They find their wedding attire in the cupboard. Yeah. And they're like, oh look, Ozzy and Harriet. As in, just, like, yeah, as in Adam and Barb's old wedding yeah. gear, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's this whole scene of, like, them trying to now, like, you know, little scenes of them trying to scare the people, but they don't realise that they can't be seen. Well, they do realise that they thought they could. Anyhow, um, next they go to uh, Otho and Delia go to the study, and mm-hmm. we can see on the ground, as they open the door, um, Adam is on the ground, like, with his head chopped off, with all blood on the ground, and Barb is... Standing there with his head in her hand and a knife, like going, ah! She's got the very the sleepaway camp smile, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. that whole thing. Uh, but they just don't even see him. No, they're they, just like, they they're don't just kind of like they're just like frozen in this like pantomime, like frozen, yeah. like uh, what? Ah. They can't even see us. <laughs> um, Charles, the only jump scare is when Charles jumps out and he's just like, no. I know what you two are doing. You just you need to you need to leave this room. This is, this is my a, room. This is a beautiful study. It's like a giant wooden study filled with. It's weird they got all the furniture. It's probably just part of it. Yeah. It's like full of furniture. I um, mean, wooden furniture, mahogany, Ooh, leather rich couches, mahogany. books. Yeah. It's got like bird watching stuff. It's a very relaxing kind yeah. of man's office. It's very much, and he's just like, you need to leave this alone. Delia just turns around. And she's like, look, I am here with you. I will live with you in this hellhole, but I must express myself. If you don't let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Just leave Not this, a problem. Just, just, just leave this room alone. She's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's like, she's <laughs> and then they, very high strung. Otho and uh, Delia and, are on their merry little way. And you get the feeling that Charles is a bit of a yes man to Delia. Yeah. But no yeah. one else like. I think so. He's yeah. he's he's, uh, uh, he's downtrodden. Her purse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they start talking about the attic. What's upstairs? Oh, the attic's upstairs. Oh, attic space. I like that. Adam realizes that the attic they've like, not oh, shit, locked got to the, close attic. the attic. And of course, his head is still in in Barb's hands, and he his body just gets up, runs I out don't of know the how room. they did this. Eh? No. And this is someone can really put their head down and like. Yeah, so it just looks like a headless man running. Yeah. Usually you can see when that shit's like green screened out or something like that, but yeah. Yep, he runs out. He knocks into the banister with his butt as he goes because he's, he's a little bit bottom heavy now. Oh. Um, he goes running up the stairs past Otho and Delia. Um, and they get like a shudder. Otho's like, oh, did you feel something? She's like, no. Um, <laughs> he, he runs past, he slams the door and locks it shut. Um, so they realize that they can't get in. And Otho, he's very much that kind of guy that's like, you can't go in this room. He's like, well, all I want in my life is to go in this room. Yeah, he's very that's suspicious and, yeah, he's going to see, he wants the key for that room. Yeah. Anyway, Adam walks into the room and there's this really good shot of him putting his head back on. They do it really well because Adam's kind of caught, like, body, headless body walks in, which you can tell is a bit mm. animatronic. Yeah. And you can see his head on the desk, which is his head in real life, and he must be under the desk. Yeah. But then kind of the body goes in front of it, and we see it pick up a head, which, like, must have been put on the desk. And it's really well done. Like, yeah. it's a, it's a one-shot floor, and it puts the head back on. And I was like, that's good. Mm. That's some real movie magic. Like, yeah. there's a this lot of that fantastic. weird movie magic in this. Yes. Um, and then you, Charles is sitting, sits 
Charles is in this room at the moment as yeah, well. He's, no he's sat at the desk and he's picked up some kind of like magazine as well. Um, and, it, and even then, like watching him doing this, he cannot relax. Like no. he's kind of like shifting it. How do I? I didn't actually get what? that out of him, but now that you mention it, yeah, yeah his character is good. It's, yeah. Um, Barbara, at this point, she's absolutely she's had it. She's she storms out of the out of the house. At first, she's got kind of in his face. She goes, "What's yeah. the point of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away?" <laughs> like in in Ethan Charles's face, which is amazing as well because I couldn't imagine having to be in a scene where you can't react. You have to just pretend like these people aren't screaming in your face or they're having a funny conversation. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so she cracks the shits. Yes, and she's like, "I'm fucking this. I'm fucking this shit. I'm gonna go outside." And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and as she runs out, she goes out the back door, and of course she's and Adam follows her, and they're, yes. they're transported to Saturn. Yes, yes, idea. they're both in Saturn, and of so course they- the sandworm is making its way towards them. And we see this. It's again, it's that very Tim Burton esque kind of thing. It's this giant. Uh, this was Tim Burton though. Before I think Tim Burton was Tim Burton. Like I yeah. can't think of any film before this. So when people saw Beetlejuice, it had this style that no one had seen, which is the Tim Burton style we all know now. Yeah. I uh, think like the black and white stripes and stuff. The only and thing he really did before this was like Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Did he? What, Herman? Pee Wee Herman? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah, did, no. Anyhow, um, so the sandworm, we see the shot of the sandworm come out and it's like um, stop motion animation, very a la night before Christmas style. Yeah. And it's this black and white worm, like it's striped, which is very Tim Burton. And it opens up its mouth and then another head comes out of its mouth. Yep. And then it, it opened, the one inside opens its mouth and, and then its tail comes out of its yeah. uh, and comes out of its mouth. It's got yep. two mouths. Very hard to explain. Very, very cool. Yeah. And it, it sort of comes down towards them and we think, oh, fuck, they're in trouble. But, of course, like, Barb ain't taking no shit from no one. She fucking punches it in the face. <laughs> and it goes, oh. <laughs> so, and it, it shows that the sandworms aren't as threatening as you think they are. No. They're up 13 cents because Bob's not here kicking ass. Um, there's a door just behind them, so they just basically turn I like that the door around. is just floating in yeah. space. It's not like there's a door on the ground. Yeah. yeah. So they run back inside and they're back in the house and you realise that they can't leave the house because they go to Saturn. Yeah. But um, So we get this shot now. We cut straight to the Dietzes. Um, they are sitting around the dinner table. Um, Lydia is wearing a, a black veil over a face. It's like a funeral gown. As if she's like a widow of this very rich Italian man that's just died. And Delia's wearing a pair of gloves as a headband, which is really cool. I didn't even notice that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> um, so they're having this basic, like, oh, this is our first family dinner in this home. Like, this is really nice to be here. Neither of the women want to be there. They hate it. Um, and then Charles starts talking about creating, he's like, look, once we've done the renovations, once we've settled in, we'll make you a dark room in the basement. Would you like that, honey? Would you like a dark room in the basement? And, of course, she sits there and she's just like, oh, my whole life is a dark room. She's yeah. very she's uh, very broody. Very pretentious. Very broody, yeah. Uh, yeah, that line later, which we'll get to, when yeah. she talks about, like, yeah, how she I can know. read the thing is, like, the most pretentious goth line I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, so Lydia doesn't hate it as much as her mom. Because no. when she first walks into the house, like, she says, there's a spider on the wall. She goes, I could live here. Yeah, I can live here. Yeah. So and I think she kind of just... likes the idea of the house because her stepmom, Delia, hates it. Yeah. Well, it's so that she... whole thing as well. Yeah. You know. Um, um, next day. Yeah. We cut to the next day and the removalists and the renovators have 
all descended on the house. Um, Lydia's walking around outside and she's just taking photo after photo, um, like not even stopping to actually, you know, focus or anything. She's just snap, 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 snap. She might have a really fast film. She might. Delia's (laughs) screaming at everyone and uh, just being Delia um, in in, in all her glory. Um, and you can then, see her art getting transported in, yeah, and yeah, they've all, already started taking bits of the house down, yeah, and like adding different. I things. think they're adding like a, like an outdoor weird, which I actually thought was really cool. It is cool. some of the stuff they change in the house. I'm like, that's sick. Yeah, and some of the stuff I'm like, gross. <laughs> I think the house itself is cool. It's just the color scheme's gross. Yeah, what they I do agree. to it. They've made it like really like modern yeah but too modern. 80s modern yeah <laughs> bonitis yeah <laughs> um, up in the attic um barb and adam are kind of watching all this happen and they're in they're, horror they're just like oh my god this is like we put all our time and energy in this house uh they pick up the handbook and of course a flyer falls out of it and it is a flyer for once again for beetle guys um, it's written three times on the flyer but the third one has been ripped from the bottom of the page so every time we see it, it's generally covered by something. The third one's generally covered by something. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. Um, Charles, he kind of like walks into the kitchen. Uh, he's in his robe. He's there. He's He's got his kettle. He's there to make some hot tea. It's, it's a beautiful morning. He's not phased by anything. And oh, he- but also we get... Wait, wait, back, back when that, that, that flyer comes out. Yeah. Because the flyer says on it that it's a bit battle geist. Yeah. Is the bioexorcist you got trouble with the living? Mm. Called beetle Beetlejuice or whatever his name is, but Adam reads it wrong here as well as well because yep. he reads it as Beetlegeist. Yes. So this is a whole callback that Adam might be dyslexic. He might be because he keeps every time he reads something like he read just he read deceased as diseased, mm-hmm. and this and I reckon that might have been a joke they were trying to put in the film, but it doesn't come across as. You don't notice it, yeah. That the fact that and the whole thing, the linchpin pin of the linchpin of the film is that he keeps doesn't say Beetlejuice. He keeps yeah. saying it wrong. Yeah. So it doesn't work to yeah, call Beetlejuice. Like fantastic. And I like that kind of little vibe in him. And as someone who gets words wrong every single day, mm-hmm. like I relate to him, and I can see why she loves him. <laughs> well, he is adorable. He is uh, young Alec, young Jack Donaghy. Jack Donaghy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Charles is in the kitchen. He's uh, filling up the kettle with water, and he's just kind of standing there, and he just looks very sur- actual at peace for the first time ever. And of course, that is just shot to shit when fucking bam, this fucking sculpture comes crashing through the window, and it's this hideous, like giant kind. Of, it looks like one of those hair clips, claw clips that women put in their, their yeah, hair. Yeah, but with a cube on the end. Or yeah, like, yeah. And of course, it gets wrenched out of the window. Dealey is on the other side. She's screaming about it, and of course, somehow it manages to swing back and fully trap her into the wall. And she's just like, my art is dangerous. You need to be careful. And, of course, this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Lydia, she's still walking around taking photos of the house. Isn't it weird that the goth into photography? Or do you reckon goths were into photography? Yeah, right. I think they were, hey, because I had a friend who was a goth and I think she was. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah she's taking photos. And then she's like, of like and then she go, looks up through the camera and sees two little faces looking out. Mm-hmm. In horror. In horror, she can see, but and she looks kind of. She takes the camera away to look, and they're not there. Yeah, and she's like, "Huh? There were weren't there just two faces in the window?" Mm. And then that Bob and Adam was like, "That little girl just saw us." She goes, "She couldn't have yet, but she did." Yeah, she saw us. Mm. Anyhow, now the nosy neighbor drives up. Mm-hmm. 
course, Jane arrives at the house. Uh, Lydia immediately goes running to, to Jane's car and she's just like, but I like as well that the little uh, Jane's daughter is in the back seat and as soon as she sees Lydia, who is like fully decked out in black, uh, as soon as she sees her running to the car, she just like, rolls up the window she's like roll them up nope yeah. <laughs> she's having none of this and she she immediately starts asking she's like look what happened to the people that lived in this house um and it's revealed that look they died they drowned this that and the other um and then she hands uh lydia a key and she's like oh is this the key to the attic she's like look this is a skeleton key it'll open every door in the house skeleton keys make sure you give that to your dad uh, Lydia, however, has other plans because she herself is going to go up to the attic um, to check out what is up there. Yeah, because she's just seen what she thought was people up there and then just heard that the two people died. died. Yeah. And she's a goth. You put two and two together and there Yeah, you go. and so, like, you know, you got Adam and Barb in, in the model room and they hear someone coming up the stairs and Adam's like, don't worry, I locked it, it was fine. And then they hear that there's a key going into the lock. So they run over and hold the door shut. Mm-hmm. So I don't see how ghosts do. Um, which is a heaps better way that they could have done some haunting through moving objects. Because they yeah. can move objects, yeah. Um, and as they're holding, as she's pushing on the door and they're holding the door, suddenly the TV comes on. <laughs> comes on and there's like a, an ad and it's a Beetlejuice ad. Yeah, I fucking love this. And again, so you'll notice that the sign that is above him says Beetlejuice twice, lit up, but then he's the third he's the third Beetlejuice. So uh, you, yeah. it's not written three times. Um he's just sitting on this like fake cow. Fake cow. And of course we don't see him all that well. We just see this this thing he's clearly got like a paunch belly. He's kind of overweight and he's just like lassoing in the air. And he's got he dressed as a cowboy. He's like, you come down here and I'll do all this stuff and blah 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 blah. It's like, like a kind of te- it's like a late night telemarket ad. Oh or- yeah, which is fantastic. He's like, I got demons running all through me. Yeah, you want to? Yeah, and I, it doesn't make any sense what's going no. on. And you don't know even know where it is. Cause it's weird because there's like the grass is like big bits of plastic. Yeah. It's so strange. It's like, where is he? What is he? This is strange. And he's just like, act now. He's just like, free possessions with every like haunting. It's it's fantastic. And then it's like, it just goes off. Yeah. Um, and then they <laughs> realize immediately, oh shit, we were barricading a door. And he grabs. Well, Delia kind of stops because she can hear something yeah, and faintly. See it under the. Under the door, like the door frame. Yeah. Yeah. The door jam. Ooh. Um, yeah, and then Adam gets a stick and he kind of pushes the key out from the other side and Delia's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why did the key pop out? And then she just gives up. But she doesn't leave. She sits there. She just sits there kind of like... I think she's just listening. Yeah. Um, so Adam, then he's like, wait, I, I read something in the book. He picks up the book and he's like, yep, yep, yep. Okay. He's, he's like, like, in case of an emergency part in the yeah, in the handbook in the of the recently deceased. Yeah, he's like, okay. I like this bit. Yeah, he's I like, think- draw a door. And he grabs some chalk and he just draws like a big rectangle on the wall. And he's like, there. And she's like, Barb's just like, what are you, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. Um, she's like, maybe, maybe we should try the beetle guy. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. And he draws a little handle and he's like, okay, okay. He draws it on the wrong side. He does. Because he's dyslexic. Because he's dyslexic. I know. It's case come back. And then he like, he's like, and she's like, nothing's happening. And he goes, he reads a bit more. He goes, ah, uh-huh. knock three times. Yeah. So he like, he knocks on it. He goes like a brick wall. In the attic, and of course, the door shakes. It opens up to like or organ music. There's yeah. green light inside. So this green light 
illuminates under the door jam and you Lydia see Lydia's see face is kind of lit up and she's just like, what the fuck? Um, and they walk through this door. I love, This is where I used to love it from, this film. Yeah. Like because uh, this is where it starts to get cool. Yeah, and, and like very idea-based. Yeah. I don't think there's really been a film like this. No, I don't think so. Like, and they keep saying the that they're going to The ghosts are just re- the main characters and no. like you get to see like the, the workings of the afterlife and how... Frighteners? Yeah, but that was more like the main characters was just was still Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Like, and he wasn't yeah. a ghost. There were ghosts in it, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we cut to Charles and he's uh, in the study and he's he's kind of just peeping out the window. So he starts out bird watching and he's looking through the bird watching book that's on the table. But then he starts, like his attention is drawn to the town. He's like, ooh, good the parking. Buildings. He's like, ooh, terrible roof, but great parking. <laughs> and Lydia comes in and she, she interrupts him and he kind of looks like he's doing something wrong. So he's like, Rrr. he's like, he's always, always on edge because yeah. the women in his life. Well, they he's, would... he's constantly trying to imp- like get the approval of his like wife and daughter, and they're yeah. constantly just shitting on him. Pretty much. Uh, so she comes in and she's coming to tell him exactly what she saw. She's like, "I've gone upstairs. Like I saw this in the attic." Um, he snubs her off, and he's just like, uh, "Fuck off!" Like you, you weird goth kids. Go, go tell away. your mum. <laughs> yeah, go tell your mum about it. Um, we cut back to uh, Barb and Adam. They they walk through this sort of illuminated green fog into. A waiting room. A waiting room. And it's full of dead people. And this is one of the greatest scenes ever because we see all of the different people there who have died. So you got people like, there's like a woman cut in half. He's like half of her leg is sitting there. on. on yeah. The, so she's it. like clearly a magician's assistant. Yeah, it's been sawed in half. There's, yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, there's a, a shrunken head <laughs> yeah, guy. guy. Um, there's a guy that's clearly been out to dinner and he's choked on some ribs because the ribs there's are like a whole in, his, in his throat. His throat. There's a guy with a shark on his leg. <laughs> shark there's a shark died as well. That's so good. Um, they approach the counter to take a very long, long, like long number. number. And it kind of just rolls out and just falls on the ground. So they, they knock the on bit, the window. On the and reception a, desk. Yes. And they are greeted by Miss Argentina. Um, and she's like, do you have an appointment? You have to wait if you don't have an appointment. And, of course, she's beautiful. Like, she's, and they're like, wait for what? She's like, oh, your caseworker. Didn't you read the manual? Your caseworker, Juno. I love her accent. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> and we can see all these other skeletons in the background, like yeah, working on typewriters and shit. Civil servants. It's fantastic. The civil servants in the afterlife. That's they're right. all suicide victims. They are, yeah. It's true. Um, Lydia, we cut back to Lydia very quickly and she, she's gone upstairs. She's broken into the attic and she flips on the lights uh, to find the model of the town. And she also finds the Yeah, the so handbook. they, they oh, yeah, before that, they just sit down and start waiting. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much, so. yeah. So they sit down. Um, so she starts flip, flipping through the book. We cut back to Barb and Adam. They're still waiting. Uh, this is great as well because uh, Adam's sitting next to this man who is just charcoal. He is just this completely burnt man, and his his knee is also jiggling. He's got that. Yeah, jiggling yeah. That's, I thought like, that was a good little like because it's a puppet. Yeah, and I thought that was a good little like adding to have his knee jiggling yeah, while he's waiting. It was like, so fantastic. It's just the it's the little things, and he offers him a cigarette, and he's like, "Oh no, that's fine. I don't like I don't smoke." And he's like, "Oh yeah, me. I'm trying to cut back myself." <laughs> <laughs> just like. Um, 
And Barb, she she kind of turns and she's kind of like resting on this arm armrest next to the shrunken head guy. She kind of looks a little bit weird. And she turns to Adam. She's like, is this, is this what happens when you die? Uh, Ms. Argentina obviously points out that this is what happens when each and every one dies. This is what dies. happens it's when like, he dies. This, this is what happens when he dies. dies. This is what happens when they die. She's like, it's all very personal. And if I'd have known then what I know now, I wouldn't have had my little accident. And she shows that she's like sweeter wrists. I love the fluorescent, the the paint on her as well because it is it kind of glows. Yeah, well, all that there's like everyone in the afterlife seems to be there's heaps of blue people. Yeah, like blue and greens. Like, oh man, her fucking it's just so good. And there's heaps of like yeah, heavy timber and lighting everywhere, which mm-hmm. is like cool, and it gives it this weird kind of like kind of thing. Um, then um, from out of the door opens and their names are called, and yep. there's this. Well, it's hard to explain. A flat man. Yeah, he's so basically he's been run over by a truck, and he's yes. a completely flat man. He's held up like he's like he's like some clothes hung out to dry, yeah. like on a on a, a wire that goes back and forth. Yeah, exactly. So they, they get called, and they're like, "Make sure you've brought your book." And they're like, "Oh fuck, we forgot our book. Uh-huh, we forgot the handbook." And they walk. Delia's back there reading it. That's right. So they walk through, and this guy, this flat man, he's just like, ah. Oh. You know, do, do I look okay today? And there's, no, like, there's no mirrors on this like, side. There's no mirrors. Like, it's just like, do I look okay? She's like, you look fine. And he's like, yeah, that's because I was feeling a little flat. Ah! And, and like, then he just kind of goes into like a slit in the wall, like, thunk, like, and it reminds me of that Junji Ito thing where the yeah, people go yeah. into the into their holes and the, the fault one. This is like, it's. I mean, you know me. I love puns, so you, I found this fucking hilarious. And you know that this character says it to every single person because yeah. he thinks it's, it's, it's he part laughs, of his he's like, it because he laughs. It could have almost been Robin Williams. I honestly, for so many years, thought it was, but it's not. Yeah. Um. So they start. So they head off. They continue walking down this whole way. And all their like the transitions in this are very like weird and kind of like cut yeah. between. It's like when they cut between rooms. They don't walk through a room. They just suddenly appear in a room, but they don't even know how they got there. Like, yeah. So these like w- like bits of paper blowing in the in the shot and stuff, and it goes. Whoosh, and yeah. in another place. Yeah, so they start walking down this this hallway. So there's there's doors on either Very side. Very Tim Burton-y, like out-of-proportioned hallway. Yeah, it's kind of like the floor's kind of, I don't know, like hilly, I guess. It's, it's just Tim burton You yeah. know how he just... You, you know what we're talking. You can imagine it straight away. Um, and they kind of open a shade to one of the doors and we see all these, like, these spirits, these like, souls. souls. And they're like, well, that's so sad. And the a janitor's in there. The janitor's in there. And he kind of, he's like, oh, you know, this is, this is the lost souls room. So this is death for the dead. This is, yeah, this is where exorcised souls go. So yeah. when you get ex- an exorcist, yeah, 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 you go into this room. It's death for the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, they come to a weird room. Another one of those weird things and it's like this weird kind of bluey lit kind of weird room and like what, it's this almost place... like a granite yeah it's and they're terrible like, they're like this place gets weirder and weirder and then they suddenly freeze and they realize that and and bob is like this is our house yeah so now they're back in their house and it's completely it's completely redone it's completely like absolutely everything about it has changed it's it's no longer really and they're like, how long were we waiting? Then from behind them comes this voice like, three months. Oh, I fucking love Juno. I love Juno. her. So, so like this, this is what I think. Like, like, time for them moves differently because yeah. they don't have any time. So yeah. I love that idea. It's, it's very Dr. Manhattan that like to them, 
they were there to them. They didn't even realize it, but no. they've been sitting in that room for three months kind yeah. of thing. So time in our world has been going at its normal rate. Yeah. So I, I love that kind of vibe and it's a great way to push a story along as well. Exactly, exactly. Because otherwise you're just sort of like, okay, well, how are we going to do this scene? Mm. Anyway, they introduced to Juno, their caseworker, who yeah. is this old fucking lady. Oh, I love her. So she is like this, she is short. So she should have been, um, I feel that she should have been Sophia Petrello. Like, uh, she's a golden girl. She should have been a golden girl, yes. Um, she's, she's small. She's got makeup on. She still looks like she's dressed from the 50s. She's smoking a cigarette and, of course. And the- she's a, like a business lady yeah. 50s, yeah. She's a caseworker. Yeah. Um, so the smoke is blowing out of this. Uh, she's had her throat slit. So, so she killed herself. She, she would have slit killed her herself. own throat. Yeah. yeah, but like it looks wicked. So every time she takes a drag of a cigarette, the smoke comes, comes out all of out of her like uh, her, her like throat hole. Yeah, it looks really good. Such a yeah. Anyhow, she's like so. She she starts talking. She's like, you know, I'm here to determine whether or not is help needed. Do you deserve help? And is help available to you? And they're like, oh, is it available? She's like, no. <laughs> Straight away. Straight out. She ain't got time for your shit. And they, they start to explain, we want to get rid of the, the people that are in our house. Like, She's like, this get, them, text- get yeah. them out yourself. It's a it's, textbook it, haunting. Look up haunting in the handbook. It's your house. Just start simple. And, which which I think is great because like a lot of what they're saying, because Miss Argentina early on, she's like, you probably even haven't read through the handbook. Like, it's only been three months and you're here now. Like, you guys are not going to, like... Yeah, because earlier on the receptionist says, like, you only get three, like, help calls. Yeah. For, like, every 180 years or something like that, they say. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then she, uh, Barb starts, she's like, well, what about the guy on the flyer? Yeah, what about that beetle guy? She's like... She's like, nope, nope, nope. Don't don't even say his name. Don't want his help. She's like, I know he's skulking around your cemetery. So we're like, oh, he's in the model. Yeah. Great. Um, and then she sort of immediately starts, uh, to, she just kind of fades out. No, no, she that's, she unlays the whole story here. Yeah, okay. She's like, he was, a, he was like my assistant. That's right. And then like he went out on his own claiming as a freelance bio-exorcist, claiming he can like get rid of the living. <laughs> Um, and she's like, and the way she says, like the way you bring him back is to say his name three times. And yeah. that's how, so at, he's kind of trapped until you say his name kind of thing. And then if you want to tr- put him back, you say his name again three times. It's really weird. He wants you to say his name. Yeah. When he's out, he doesn't want you to say his yeah. name. I kind of like it. Cause he wants, he wants out, but he definitely doesn't want in. So, um, so she, yeah, she just disappears out and they go off. Kind of feeling like... Because now they're back home. Like, yeah. that's how they go home. Like, so they go off thinking, okay, well, we can we can start this haunting. This is going to be great. Uh, we cut to this fly buzzing. So this fly buzzing, um, and it buzzes down into the model. We're getting a... It's like a PO, cool. POV shot of a fly. Yeah. So it's like we're seeing through fly's eyes, flying through the town model. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It does look... It looks so hear, cool. And it's got this cool kind of... <laughs> yeah. Exciting orchestra music going. The Beetlejuice theme is very cool, that. Yeah. Well, it's Danny Elfman. Yeah. So he what? does most of Tim Burton stuff. Um, it lands in the cemetery and a hand pops up from between, like, the grass foam. And the grass foam looks wicked. It does. Like, the idea of, like, the big... The, the biggness, like how they've like shown that it's the model and not real. It's just yeah. like, it looks great. It does. And he's like, hey, hey, hey you. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. 
And it's like, he's like, you hungry? And he's like... And the fly is stop motion animation as well. Yeah. And it looks really good. Like, Yeah. And he like pulls out like a Zagnut bar. And he's like, hey. The fly comes over and he grabs it and he pulls it into the ground. And of course, we hear that famous like, help, help me. From help the fly. Me from yeah, the yeah. fly. And he eats the fly. Which is great. And he eats the fly. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, just some more suspense to show that Beetlejuice is still there. He's he's not out yet. What? Charles is on the phone uh, to an investor and it's, he's some guy, he's like some big shot guy, and he's trying to convince him to come out to the neighborhood, come out and see the house. It's, it's a good opportunity. We could buy up the town. These people don't know the value of their own homes. So it took him three months before he started working again. Yeah. Basically. Um, you just know he's a bit of a dick. He is a dick. He is a dick. And but then, he invites the guy over for dinner. Yeah, he's like, come, come up for dinner. Come, bring your wife. Come down, check it out. Um, the guy's just like, look, I'll think about it. And he kind of hangs up, and he's like, putz. <laughs> I, I love, I love the word putz. We don't say it enough anymore. Uh, putzly, putzly. Um, and of course, you while, hear some ghost noises. Yeah. So while he's on the phone, we start to hear this like woo woo happening, <laughs> and <laughs> he goes off to investigate. He opens the door. And sees someone standing there with a sheet, the eyes, the, the standard sheet and eyes cut out, ghost. eyes cut out, ghost. And he thinks it's Lydia standing in front of him, pretending to be a ghost. And he's just kind of like fobs her off, and he's just like, just tells her to scram, shuts the door, opens it up again, and he's like, "Your mother is going to kill you when she finds out that you've cut uh, holes into her three hundred dollars sheets." And then just slams the door on her again. Ah, and Adam's under the sheet, and he's just like. <sighs> This is Barb's th- just not hat. She's just like, it's just like, just like a, this is wait, what this we're is reduced what, to. Wearing sheets. He's like, think of them as death shrouds. I'm like, <laughs> yes, death shrouds. And yeah, they go into Delia's room. She's a, she's a zonked out on she the bed. Zonked out. The TV's on. But I love this as well because they they walk in and they're going hard. So they're like, oh, oh, <laughs> making the most. Ridiculous. She's not even awake. I no, won't wake the, up. Nothing happens. We cut to Lydia in the next room, and she thinks that they're fucking. She yeah, thinks she that there's her mum and dad having yeah. sex. Um, is, she she kind of like gets up and she like bangs on the she, wall. She's she like, I'm a, I'm a child in here. Like, don't don't do this. And of course, we cut back in, and they're still making all their sounds. They're going even harder, and Delia kind of grabs the remote in her sleep. In her sleep. And then she kind of sits up, eyes still closed, but one side of her face, like her eyeliner is smudged half across her face, her lipstick smudged half up her face, and her eyes still closed. She turns off the TV and just lays back down again. Yeah, they give up. They're like, ugh. They're like, oh, we're clearly not going to get her. Yeah, they go out. So as they leave the room, um, Lydia just starts taking Polaroid shots. She intended to go in and start taking Polaroids of her parents fucking. No, I... Maybe I think it was more in case they can't, like just to catch him coming out, yeah. like to be. Anyhow, she starts like taking heaps of polaroids, yeah. and like the the uh, Adam and thing like put up their hands like, oh, don't don't take our photos. Like she, she thinks it's their mum and dad. Yeah. He's doing some weird it's like kinky weird sex kink, act. Kink play. Um, and then she picks up a polaroid, which is instantly developed, and she looks at it and she's like, hmm, no feet. Oh, there's no. F-. And then she goes, she looks and she goes. You're the people in the attic, aren't you? Yeah. So she's not phased by this at all. And she's like, what do you look like under there? And she's like, are you, are you all gross? Are you all night of the living dead under there? And he's like, what is that? And, she's that like, and they take off their... Like, what do you mean? They like, take off their sheets and it is normal. She's like, you're not gross. Yeah. And gets all angry. She's like really disappointed. And they're like, 
if I saw a ghost, if I was a little girl and saw a ghost, I would be scared for weeks. She's like, meh, it's fine. Oh, no, she goes, how do you see it? She goes, oh, well, I read in the handbook. And they're like, you can understand the handbook? And yeah, she's like, she's like yeah. yeah. And she goes, this is the, pretent- the most pretent- pre- pretentious line of it. She goes, I read in the handbook that people, uh, l- uh, living people ignore the strange and unusual where I myself am. The strange and unusual. And I was like, oh, face bomb. It Fuck it. sets every- a standard. It's what every goth thinks that they are. They yes. want everyone to think they're strange and unusual when they're really just fucking tryhards. <laughs> fucking savage. <laughs> um, so she's like, so like, There's why- no such thing as goths anymore. It's fine. No, I don't really think there is, is there? No. I don't know. Um, Got replaced by emo, and then emo became like screamo, and then it just turned into no mo. <laughs> There's nothing now. <laughs> no mo. No mo. Um, she's like, like, why are you in Delia's room? She's like, we were trying to scare her. And she's like, oh, you you won't scare her. She's sleeping with Prince Valium tonight. Which I didn't get as a kid. No, it I get why it. would you? And now I'm like, oh, I love sleeping with Prince Valium. That's my favorite sleep. They <laughs> uh, <laughs> so head up to the attic. And she's there. She's like, why are you trying to scare them out of the house? Like, why? what are you doing? Um, and they're like, we just don't like your parents. We don't want them here kind of thing. Yeah, my dad will never walk away from a deal. He will never walk away from equity. Mm. Oh, that's fine. And she's like, well, what if this is all a dream? What if I'm, like, dreaming you? Like, you know, you need you need to come up with a better routine because the sheets aren't working kind of thing. Yeah, well, they're like, just... is there any way you can prove to me this isn't a dream? And they're like, no. no. And it's a really weird scene that doesn't have any relevance. No, because they... Don't need to prove. No, well, why would they? Uh, but also, like, they'd just done all these things, like the the severed head, the face ripping. They'd just done those previously, and they can't do that in front of her. I guess as well, because they probably don't want to scare her. They think they're going to scare her. Yeah. Um, um, anyhow, next day, cut to Delia. I mean, I'm... Um, and she's getting ready for the dinner party. She's yeah. cooking frantically. She's in the kitchen. She's making a fucking mess of it. Yeah. And um, and then Lydia walks in and basically tries to tell her about Adam and Barb and she won't have a bar of it. Yeah. So oh, she's thing. just, yeah, she's having none of it. Yeah. And she then, starts getting mad. And then um, cut to Adam and Barb. They're in the, the attic. They're getting a bit desperate. Yeah. They're like, look, she's, she's trying, but they're just, they're not having any of it. I think we've got to contact that beetle guy. The beetle guy. Yeah. And then they see something flashing in the model. So this whole time when they're in the attic, the model's right right in the middle of the room kind of thing because it's huge. You see something flashing and they're like, what's that? Like, what, what's that down there? And and then like kind of uh, Barb looks, she goes, look, it's him. It's Beetlejuice. Yeah. And she says it correctly and she they both realise that that's how it's supposed to be said. And then she kind of looks cheekily at Adam. I love this bit. And she goes, Beetlejuice. Yeah. And she says it again and then she just stops and then he goes, she, he goes like, do it, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this bit. And she says, Beetlejuice, that's three times. And we get this cool, like one of those kind of weird shots yeah. where it zooms in close to them, uh, uh, overexposes itself and then comes back out and they're standing in the model now. They're tiny. Yeah. And it looks right, great. It does. It looks fantastic. It looks like they're in a, in a model and yeah. look, they actually look tiny. Yeah, so it's just, it's just like this black screen behind them. So there's nothing. It is all just black except for the, because they're obviously there in the cemetery, um, with the green foam grass. Um, yeah, the just, grass looks great. It does. It looks fantastic. Um, and they walk up to the grave and it, it says, here lies Beetlejuice and there's two shovels. And she's like, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, I think we've got to dig. 
So they dig, and when it's digging, it's rare because they're digging into this plastic and then it goes into cardboard. But it's actually got, they've created giant cardboard. Yeah. And it's got like the corrugation in it and stuff That's like that. That's what I love about this because it's like layers deep and it's like foam cardboard i think there's like some plywood in there as well so they're ripping all this up so it's just the attention to detail that has been put into this film that i freaking love you know they get they've dug the grave up they come to a coffin and they're like "Mm, maybe we should knock any other the coffin starts to shake and they jump out of the hole and of course beetlejuice flies up out of it he's all dusty he's got a jacket on and a hat yes he's wearing one of those like old school bus driver caps yeah he's like yeah he looked which makes me think he might have been a bus driver. Quite possibly, yeah. I wonder what he was. Because he dresses. Anyhow, he floats up and there's like this organ music. Yeah. And he's just like, and they're like, fuck. And they just bop his bolt. Yeah, I think they're kind of, they're like, oh, we've made a terrible, terrible mistake. And they kind of run off. Um, He kind of flies towards Bob and he jumps down next to her and he's like, oh, hey, Babs, like, give us a kiss. And he kind of, he grabs her and he does. He talks so fast. He do, he talks so he fast. He talks so fast and that's his thing. He's like, he doesn't listen to anyone saying, hey, what are we doing? We're going to do this. Oh, we're going to be best of friends. It's going to be great. You're going to do this. We're going to do that. And you don't even have time to say no. No. Um, yeah, he's the kind of fast-talking guy that's like all of a sudden it's like you've just rocked up to his house and he's like, yeah, we're going to go do like And then all of a sudden you're in like this bowling alley and you've killed like five people. Yeah. Just like, how did we get here? Yeah, he's super overwhelming kind of thing. Like. He is very. And um, they're like, um, uh, uh, you know, and he goes, first, uh, you know, what, what, are you, what, what are your qualifications? Yes. And then he like, because he can do voices. Because Michael Keaton. Is Michael Keaton. Keaton. He's, oh, 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 I actually attended like, Harvard, well, Harvard Business School and then I lived through the Black Plague and that was pretty fun. And then I, I've watched, and he keeps like, getting. And he's like, I'll, I've traveled quite extensively. Quite, traveled quite extensively. <laughs> and I've watched The Exorcist 167 times and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it. Not to mention you're talking to a dead guy. No, what, what do you, do you think? think? And then he goes, oh. Well, are you scary? Yeah. He's, he's like, like, oh, scary. He's like, am I scary? We're like, wanky. And then like, he does this, the best scene ever. Like, he goes, how about this? And he turns around and you see him from the back and all this shit just comes out of his face. <laughs> like, it's really hard to, if you haven't seen it, and it looks great because yeah. it's a practical effect. Basically, like, we don't see what they're seeing. No. And it's like, there's all these, like, chicken legs and and claws and shit just flies out of his face and goes, and then back yeah. into it. What do you think? And they're like disgust. They're like in shock. <laughs> they're like, oh, we've made a terrible, terrible choice. Um, and they, they, they kind of start trying to get out of it. They're like, they're Look, like I just like we maybe I don't know. And then he's like, his head starts to like shake, and then it just sort of like spins off of his body. Yeah, he starts like he starts talking to them, and then it's suddenly like his head just starts exorcist spinning, yeah. and then he grabs it, goes, oh, does he hit it when that happens? <laughs> And so he's just out of control. He's just like yeah. pure energy. He is, he is too much energy. And they kind of like, they're like, okay, how do we get out of this? And Bob just sort of turns around. And she's like, home, home, home. And then we get this. And it, it's back. They're back at home. That's how they got out of it. And of course. Um, I like just- how Bob does heaps of the stuff in this film. Yeah. It's not just Alec Baldwin being the main guy. Like, if anything, he can't read. Yeah. He can't do anything. And she actually solves everything mm. and i love it because i like bob i think there's reasons behind that yeah so they walk home and beetle doesn't notice this has happened and no. he's, he's still like, getting ready go, yeah we're gonna be ready it's gonna be great and he's like where'd you go what's he's going like, on what's going on um literally they know just... they haven't put him back no so he starts absolutely cracking the shits as well which is fantastic like, you fucking bunch of losers oh he doesn't, he doesn't actually he does swear he does he kicks over a he... tree 
Like, so there's a yeah. little fake tree behind him and he kicks it over and he kicks it and it falls. And he goes, nice fucking model. Yeah. And then grabs his dick and he's like, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's the one swear word you're allowed to have. Because this is, I think this was a PG-13 film and in the 80s you were allowed to say one fuck. It's weird, isn't it? Why? why? I don't know. I, don't I remember that as well. Like, all films had one, like, and they had to use it. But yeah, that's nice and you, fucking If you're model. using fuck in a film back then, you you make it count. You make your fucks count. And anyway. they get out of the, they get out of there, and they're like, oh fuck, no, that dude's fucking intense. Let's not use him. And yeah. then they're like, and then Bob's like, I got a plan. Yeah. He goes like, we'll do it ourselves. We'll yeah. haunt him out. Like, oh no, because there's a bit in it. Um. It, she gets the idea because while she, well, we've missed it. While that Beetlejuice was overwhelming them with things, he's like, I can do anything, I can do anything, I can possess people. And he possesses Barb for, you know, like a second. Yeah, he's like, I can throw my voice. And he's like, I, I, I learned to follow your voice and press people at parties. And that's what yeah. Barb says in his voice. So she's showing him how to possess people. Yeah. And she's like, I've got an idea like from that. So. It's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, we cut to the dinner party, Sam. We have two couples that have rocked up. Yeah, so we've got a couple that we've not seen before. It's not the investor, it's someone new. And we've got Otho and he's brought a friend. Oh, yeah, another weird, pretentious, art, meek woman who's yeah. like, you know, so, like you know, a breeze would blow her she, over. I kept thinking of Maris from Frasier. But that's, that's what I was going to say. That's just because I've been it's watching a lot of Frasier. It's what you think Maris is like, yeah. yeah. Um, but also she's like, uh, I would like a single floating plum in perfume served <laughs> in a man's hat. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of people. She is definitely, yeah, yeah. They are very pretentious so, New York people. New Yorkers. Anyhow, um, they're all there at the party. The house is fucking ghastly. Ugh. It's like you're all stone now. It's very sterile. Like, it's not even sterile. It's very cold. 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 Like, you would not be feel comfortable there. There's no wood. No. That's the problem. I'm a fucking wood fanatic. You got wood. I yep. got wood. I got you wood got coming wood out of my days. Fu- oh, I got it coming out of every pore. <laughs> um... They're sitting at a big table. They're having an awkward conversation. They're kind of having jabs at each other because yeah. they're New Yorkers and everyone's all about, like, you know, fucking up someone else over. That's right. They start talking about suicide for some reason and Otho turns around and he's like, well, you know what they say about suicide? It's like they become civil servants in the afterlife. Um, and they're like, oh, how do you know like, about that? And they're like, how do you that? know that, Otho? And he's like, I, I used to be New York's premier paranormal researcher. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking hell. And at that point, uh, Lydia's like, I saw some ghosts. Yeah. And they're like, oh, the child speaking again. Dearly doesn't want to talk. She's like, I don't want to talk about ghosts at all. She's but like, Otho's interested. To... Yeah, he's so interested. He's like, tell me more about these ghosts, Lydia, that are in this house. And then Delia's like, no, 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 I don't want to talk about that. And they're like, fine. What do you want to talk about then? And she yeah. pauses for a sec and then basically... The Deo music starts. Yeah. That Deo. Yeah. She starts singing it, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "What's happening?" She's this like, is pretty funny. Deo. But you can see that she's kind of not. She's like, "Yeah." She's like, she's "What is shocked. happening? I'm not doing this. I'm not." And then, this whole scene is awesome because then we get this whole musical scene, and you know, Charles is like, "Are you doing this, Otho?" And he's like looking under the table. He's like trying to and see then, if there's anything. And then the beat kicks in, and then suddenly and he starts. He's doing taken it. by it all. And then of course, everyone at the table except for Lydia, who's sort of gotten up and she's standing in the corner. Um, so she's not at the dinner table, but 
everyone at the table is now involved in this. It's possessed. It's like by involuntary it. dance sequence to this this fucking calypso music. Yeah, and they're like, um, yeah, because weirdly Adam's into calypso. He's music. very into calypso music. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're all being like possessed to basically mime this song, and they're dancing without their wills, but they're kind of weirdly having fun because it's weird. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's like they're letting the calypso take them, mm. um, which is really funny because when I was at work the other day, the song that's played at the end ended up on a playlist. And, of course, one of our customers, who is one of your customers, Dylan Stevens, oh, yeah. he was in and he kind of noticed me kind of dancing at the counter and he started making fun of me. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, dude. When Calypso's on, you let the rhythm take you. It's true. He didn't have a I, When I dance at work, it just freaks him out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he it. didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're all dancing around. This is a very long, very famous kind of scene from the film. probably the most famous scene from the film, I Yeah, say. yeah. And then, um, they, you know, they, right, the, the song starts to come to its end and they sit down and then basically they're pouring cro- cocktails in front of them, burst out their, like, hands. Mm-hmm. And grab their faces and then smash them back off the off like off their seats backwards, and then the prawns are laughing, going <laughs> yeah. And then um, that's the end of that scene. It's and then Adam crazy. and Bob like run up, fucking into their attic. And like, oh uh, my god, we did it! They are pleased as punch. They are like, we did it. And then they run over to the window, like, okay, okay, okay. Let's Let, just wait. Let's, let's watch wait. them scatter. Let's watch them all run out in fear, but nothing happens. Yeah, nothing any, happens any moment at all. now. Any moment, like, moment now. No one comes out, and there's a knock at the door. And it's Lydia and she's like, they want you to come down. They yeah. want to meet you. And we get straight, we cut back downstairs and they've already, they've already sat down. They're already starting to come up with a plan They're fucking glowing to monetize about, it. Yeah, to monetize it. They're like, we're going to, we're going to have people come in and like, you know, Lydia will bring the ghosts. And yeah, this will be like a paranormal like hub of this place. And we're going to be doing this. We'll charge this. This, this is great. And we find out that the guy that's there is Delia's agent. And he's like, but we need real proof. If you want to get this investor out to come and look into this, because his wife's really into this shit, you need proof. We need more proof. I'm like, what about happened tonight? And they're like, mm, that wasn't proof. And I'm like, yeah. what? That's proof. Yeah. Lydia comes downstairs and she's like, look, they, they, they won't come down. They were trying to scare you. They don't want to come they're down. They're upset that you're not scared. Yeah. Um, and everyone starts to leave the house and of course like Delia's manager he just basically turns to her and he's like Delia I have dealt with you for years you have lost me money with your hideous art you are a flake and he just like fucking calls her out flake's a massive bad thing to call someone that's terrible like why would you say that to her because they're New Yorkers and they can't they want to pull down everyone and make themselves look better because you know if you give someone praise, they might they might become better than you. Mm, but everyone's left except for Otho, who for some reason he's just like mooching around. He just lives there. I he's think. just mooching. Um, he wants to know where they are, and so they all start heading up to the attic. Um, and Delia just comes in with her super fucking big dick energy, and she's just banging on the door. She's just like, "Let us in, fucking! I will burn this I like place. Let point, us in." I like that Charles the whole time is like, "But the attic's locked," and they're like, "They're ghosts." Yeah, and, and they run up and like the door goes. But the attic's locked. How do they get in and out? And goes, yeah. He just says it twice. They're He's ghosts. <laughs> it's fine. And um, they burst in. The door opens. Yep. And they burst in and they, you know, 
they all, they all burst in. They see the model and they're like, fuck, what's that? And like, Charles is immediately obsessed with it and he gets down. Um, his whole, whole town. Otho's kind of looking around and he is a real fucking shady bitch as well. And he notices the handbook straight away. And he still he pockets it. And he it. like chucks it under his arm and everyone leaves and shut the door behind them. Okay, they're ideally suddenly rising. We don't want them to leave. We don't want to scare them away. Let's all yeah. go out. And they can just do their shit. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, we see Bob and Adam hanging out the window. Look, but no one could see them anyway. Like No. No, only Lydia can see. They could be standing there in the corner and they won't see them. Yeah. It's fine. It's weird. Anyway, Beetle, um, it cut, we, see, we hear Beetlejuice laughing at them. Like, you know, like, as in they just did a shit job. He's sitting there going, ha, 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 you fucking idiots. Yeah, like, it's so good. Um, and, of course, we, we cut back to Charles trying to hatch a plan. So they walk out and then he's like, like, we could be doing this. Let's do this. And, of course, as they're walking down the stairs, uh, we see Delia. Oh, first Beetlejuice is like, time, time to have some fun because yeah. they haven't put, put him back yet. No. So he's like, he's got free reign on doing whatever he wants. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, Delia starts walking down the stairs and, of course, she's running her hands down the banister. And we see that the banister has turned into a giant black snake and it's terrible. And uh, we see this Beetlejuice esque stop motion sculpted face and he's just like there and he's like yeah it's like a beetlejuice snake basically the freddy snake with pretty much yeah yeah yeah, very much so um otho tries to like run away because he's a cowardly bitch and whips him in the ass and he goes like falling down the stairs and then it grabs charles and basically throws him off the balcony but this whole time every time beetlejuice is on screen he's just saying lines yeah because michael keaton's just ad-libbing shit he ad-libbed 90 percent. he holds like he holds, like, Charles up to him and he goes, we've come for your daughter, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, just shit yeah. that doesn't make sense. It's crazy. Um, and then, of course, so he, sh- he drops him off the stairs. Like, two stories. It would have yeah. killed him. Or at least seriously, seriously injured him. Um, Bob ducks out and she immediately, she's just like, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And he's like, oh, no! And he sends him back. And um, he, like, basically just shows, like, this banister going back yeah, to, like, being a banister. And then, but and and Lydia's Lydia. like, "Well, why are you doing this? Why?" I'm like, "You." And I thought at this point, you know why they're doing it. Yeah. So she starts Even having like, an absolute. But she doesn't know Beetlejuice exists. No. So she thinks it's them. Well, it's all fun and games until you actually start hurting my parents. Yeah. I don't really want that. Yeah, it's true. So she has a little hissy fit and she storms off to her room. Um, and back in the attic, Barb and Beetlejuice start having an argument. So this is when they're looking at him from up. Yeah. Because yeah, no, she's standing over the over him, and she's just like wagging her finger at him. No, but they they know he's there because you see the steam the, sna- yeah. snatching up from the uh, from the model, and he's like driven a car into a stoby pole, a yeah. tiny little model car, and it's like the steam of the radiators coming out. Yeah, and he's like he's all pissed at them, like you fucking ruined my thing. I had him there. It's like, like they were always gonna leave. Like, and the, the shot is really good. Like it, it's it's shot from like behind him, looking up at these two yeah. gigantic people, and it looks great. Oh yeah, it looks fantastic. Like I was like I couldn't. I couldn't, like, you know, I couldn't fault that that effect. No. I was like, it may be green screened in and stuff, but it just looks right. And it looks cool because it the, the fake surrounding areas being a model look great because yeah. they are fake. And yeah. this is like, such a good such a good effect. This is like, <laughs> without a doubt, Tim Burton's best film. Uh, yeah. And he basically, so he's there and he's just like, I, like, I don't want anything. Like, he basically states that he's no longer interested in anyone but Lydia, he's like, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, he just says he's gonna, he says he's gonna fuck with Lydia. He's yeah, he's interested in her and now. She, and then this pisses, this pisses off Bath, so she picks him up. He's this tiny little man, like he's only like a centimeter yeah. big. 
And she picks him up in her fingers. Like, Don't you fucking you keep away from it. And then little, then suddenly spikes just come out of Beetlejuice's body. Yeah. And she's out like she, pinpricks him. And she drops him. Um, and he's like, he, yeah. So uh, Michael Keaton's there. He's got all these like sort of rubber spikes in him, and he's just like, ah. He gets up and he's like, ah, oh, I'm feeling a, feeling a little uh, frisky, anxious, anxious. <laughs> and of course, he he's looking around and he turns and we see Dante's Inferno has appeared which behind him, house. which is a whorehouse. And Barbie even says, so she's like, Adam, why did you put that there? He's like, I didn't. Why did you build that? And he kind of like, he's just like, oh yeah. And he's like, sort of saunters over and he's like, and there's all these like demon girls yeah, like blowing like, him kisses. Yeah, they there and stuff. And I'm like, this is fantastic. And then all of a sudden we get the warp again, like as yep. in like Adam and Barb get warped with the shot. Where going, and we can see that we're, they've warped back and their uh, Juno, their caseworker is there. Yep. And so they're back in... Uh, we are in Juno's office and she is surrounded by a football team. So a an American gridiron. Yeah, yeah, big football team. Um, and she's like, I made the whole house. She's like, you guys screwed up. You were photographed. You let Beetlejuice out and you let Otho get hold of the fucking handbook. And they didn't, what, Otho has a handbook? Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, what do you mean? But we have to mention that there's all this dead gridiron team yeah. around. The, uh, and they keep uh, calling the, her coach. Yeah. And they're like, where's the bathroom? You're like, you can't go to the bathroom. So basically, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think I, uh, she's like, I'm, I'm not your coach. He survived. And they don't even know they're dead. And they're like blue and there's all gore coming out of their yeah, faces. It's fantastic. Being in a crash. And they all kind of like leave the room. She's like, men's What are you talking about? Fucking men's room. You're dead. And they, they kind of leave. Anyway, uh, she then, uh, she's, yeah, she's basically pissed at them that they're, they're fucking everything up. Like yeah. they're not getting it right. So they've just got to go fix it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what's happening here. I think that was it. No, don't they have to change their faces here? Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, what are you going to do? Yeah. You show me. You show need me what she you're going to do. Oh, yeah. She says, like, she says, you have to get them out. Yep. The deets. Like, that is your goal. Yeah. I think, actually, there's a few cuts in between while this is happening. Oh, you cut so, to Charles and Delia's hanging. Yeah. Up. So, we cut to Charles and Delia sitting on the front deck, um, and they're talking about the investor coming out tonight, and we've really got to sell this whole thing. And, of course, Otho is still there. And he's like in this kimono and he has a plan. And they're like, Otho, can you do this? He's like, I can do anything if I'm motivated. I'm like, I fucking, like, yeah. Otho's great. Also, Charles just has a little band-aid on his head after falling two stories yeah. head first down a, down a shaft. Yeah, because also we cut to Lydia in her room. She's listening to crazy operatic music. She's got a veil on and she's, and writing, she's writing a suicide note. Pretentious suicide note, and she keeps on like rewriting stuff yeah. to make it more drama. I shall be plummeting, no, it, falling, yeah. no, yeah. to my death. So she's basically wants to commit suicide so she can be with Adam and Barb instead of her shit family. That's right. Then we cut back to Juno uh, yelling. She's like, "Get them out of house! You do whatever you can to get them out of house." And they go to leave. She's like, "Wait." Just so we are clear, what are you going to do? Um, right, you, 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 and they're like, what do you mean? Are you going to go back like that? What What are you going to do? And then we get this. This was um, this was great, but I don't understand understand why this happens because no one can see them anyway. Yeah, Lydia can see them, but that's not who you want to be scaring. And they they change their faces. So Adam's like, I'll go first, and he basically grabs the top of his head. No, he grabs his... I don't know what he does. So he grabs his nose and the top of his head. No, no, he, he grabs his nose them. and puts his hand in his mouth and pushes his hand out the back of his head That's right. to make it look like it's a rooster top. Yeah. 
Which is all, and this is all stop motion animation kind of thing. And then he pulls his eyes out and then crunches them in his hand. And then he has a, his, an eye on each hand. Yeah. And Barb just looks at him. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then she's like, not bad. And she's like, you look great. And then um, Barb, and then uh, Juno's like, now you. Yeah. And so Barb grabs like her top jaw and bottom jaw and pulls it up into a giant like alligator. No, first she, first she rolls her eyes back and hits her own head and her eyes fall into her head and then pulls her mouth up so it's like a giant alligator mouth and then her, her eyes pop up inside of her mouth. Yep. And it looks great. Yeah, it does. It looks so good. I think good. she it, looks better than him. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I and definitely like, agree. The, tongue, the eyes are moving in the puppet and the tongue's moving and everything's yeah. glistening and gross. And yeah. Oh, I love that glisten. Oh, yeah. I love a glisten. Uh, anyway, that, that's just a really cool scene that I was obsessed with a, with a kid and yeah. I used to draw that shit. And- Why wouldn't you be? It's amazing. Yeah. And so they get up like that and they, they head back home. Basically, and Lydia comes into the uh, the attic to talk to them. And, of course, they come straight through as these hideous monsters. Yeah. And basically she's just like, oh, what the fuck? And, like, instantly, so they don't even use it. Instantly, Barb turns back to herself. Yep. But um, Adam can't do it because he's no. just lets it. He's just like, <laughs> so he's, he, he's he kind of, like, shielded himself away. He's trying and to he's push like, his push face it, back together, but he can't, he can't change back because he just doesn't know how to, but. But yep. clearly did. Well, because also... Um, oh, first uh, she runs into Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's come in with a note looking for them and instead she comes across Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. I've and he starts that. to manipulate her because he's like, oh, they're gone. They're, they're gone. They're crossed over. They're on the other side. They're not coming back. It's gone. It's just me. I'm here. Um, and he's like, I, but I can help you. Like, I can bring them back. But but in order for, to do that, like, you've got to say my name. Yeah, three you got to let she's me like, out. Well, why can't you use, like... Oh, I can't tell you my name because, you know, if, That's I, the if, rules. I, if I tell you your name, then you're going to tell your friends and then your friends are going to want to call me. And then he's like, then I'm going to have to be on the cover of like GQ. And he's like wanking on. Um, he's like, uh, I can't tell you, but what, what about charades? If we play charades, I can tell you th- through charades. Um, yep. So then they start playing charades, you know, two words. First word. She's like, what? He's like, turn around. Um, she turns around. She sees this beetle. It's like, hey, how a are giant you? beetle sitting in the corner with a cigarette. Yeah, goes, yeah it's very, hey, very naked lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah very naked lunch. And she's, she's like, like beetle. He's like, yep, she's like, first yep, word. Great, done. Um, and then he makes like a, bo- a, a, a carton of juice appear in the air and pour in front yeah. of it. She's like, beetle, beetle breakfast, plus, beetle breakfast, beetle orange. Just and he's just like, come on, come on, and she's like. Beetle, beetle juice. juice. That's it. He goes, like, she's yeah. like, your name is Beetlejuice? He like, goes, yeah, that's two, 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 two. times. But then she starts to wise up and she's like. She's like, you were the snake, weren't you? And she's like, he's like what, what are you talking about, snake? He's like, I don't know what he's saying. He's like, I'm not a snake. He's like, and just she's say like, my name. She's like, mm, I'm going to ask nah. Adam and Bob first. Yeah, he's also on the balcony of the whorehouse. He's yeah. chilling. Yeah, he's he, like He had like baking. cucumbers on his eyes. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and of course, Bub and Adam are walking back through the hall towards the house, and, and that's when they come in. They're in two minds. Like she's like, I, I, like I don't like the family, but I don't want to leave that little girl. Like I love her. Like I don't want, you know, I'm two minds scaring her out of the house. Because they've been there for a long time with her. Like yeah. it's, it's been over a period of like months and months and months. That- yeah, pretty much. Um, they head back into the attic and they immediately stop Lydia from saying Beetlejuice for the third time. Because she was about to. She'd f- yeah. <sighs> she was she was almost there. Um, and then, yeah, so Barb turns herself back. Adam's, like, trying to figure it out. Yeah, I skipped ahead. Sorry. And they've, like, you know, we've decided that you guys can stay. We're all going to live here together. We're going to stay. 
Yeah, so it's basically sorted out at this point, but it's Otho that fucks everything up from this point. Yep. So they were like, it's fine. You know what? We can live together. It'll be fine. As long as we, you know, we can keep the attic kind of thing. We'll do whatever. Yeah, very much so. But they won't, they don't want to like be paraded though. No. No. They just want to live, they're cool with living together. Even though they've just been told that they have to get them out. Yes. It's weird, isn't it? I think that's the bit where they just say that they want to be with Livy because they don't mention that to the caseworker. No, it? they kind of like, well, up the rules. What's what's going to happen? What's the yeah. worst thing that can happen? Um, so while this is happening, um, Charles and Otho come barreling up the stairs. Um, Lydia. Also, and- we get this like funny scene of like. Uh, Adam, like, finally changes back, but his nose is massive. His nose is still there, and he's just like, whoop, like, shoves it back in. Um, So Charles and Otho come in, they hide, and they start to unpack the model to bring it downstairs. Also, also we forgot to mention that Lydia says that she was going to kill herself to be with them, and they're like, no, No. you can't do that. It's bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so so they're they're unpacking the model. They take the model um, downstairs, and they set it up in the living room, and basically, yeah. Um, yeah, so Charles is downstairs and he starts giving a presentation to yeah, he's the using investor. The, he's using the model as like to show what the yeah. town is like and what they can do. Like, here's this year, we could potentially build this here and that and all that crap. Yeah. So they um, start like, you know, this paranormal town. And he's like, oh, Lydia, you're here. Like, you go bring down the ghosts. And she's like, they're not here anymore. And they're like, what? And of course, they're like, we're not. Like, what do you mean they're not here? Like, she's like, oh, they've gone forever. And they're like, mm, yeah, well, we're not relying on you. And, of course, <laughs> Oops, sorry. They, they're like, well, we have Otho. And, of course, Atho, Otho is such a shady bitch. He pulls out the book and he's like, yeah, I can do this. He's like, I, but I need something personal of theirs. And Lydia's like, well, you might as well check Goodwill. Um, Delia, she's like. I know. Actually, excuse me for a second. She runs off. And she basically goes and gets their uh, wedding gowns. <laughs> yeah. So for some reason she's kept them. Well, they, I don't think they might. Yeah. They yeah. must have kept them. Out of There's everything, left, maybe, she's kept them. She might have had them in a box or something. Um, she might have been wanting to use them for a future project. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to a seance scene now. Also, it's all dimly lit. They're at the table. Is that the table? Yeah. Um, and they have like, you know, and then we have, we have Adam and Barb's wedding clothes laid out on the table. Everyone's sitting around the table. They start the seance. Otho starts reading like nonsense passages out of the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we cut cut upstairs to Barb and Adam just chilling out, and um, Barb suddenly starts to disappear and go clear, and she's like, she can't talk or anything like that. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Where are you going? And she disappears, and then starts to reappear in her wedding dress, like filling it up like a balloon kind yeah. of thing, which also looks amazing as well. And that was my phone. I answered it and now we're back. It was <laughs> my very... friend saying you had to go to hospital and we can't go skateboarding. Oh, mm. Poor soul. I wish I could skateboard and we could skateboard, but I can't skateboard, so I apologize. Uh, so <laughs> one day I'll learn. Uh, Adam and Barb start to fade out completely uh, as their wedding dresses fill. Um, you know, once together they start to sort of decay. And at this point when they're filling up, now the people can see them. Yeah. So this is like they've kind of transitioned them into reality. Yeah. So they're almost the the exercise souls. So if they die, that's it. They're going to be in that that floaty room. Yeah. Of course, this, this is starting to get sad because uh, Barb has completely sort of like she's just this like mummified corpse. Yeah, they they start to age really yeah. quick, like, and then 
It yeah. looks great. It looks fantastic as well how they've done it. Um, Adam grabs Barb's hand and, of course, it crumbles in his hands and it's just, it's, they can't stop it. And they it. also can't talk. No. They're like, no, and also they kind of everyone realizes what's happening, and they're kind of not okay with it. And then they're like, "Oh, Otho, can you you stop it?" And he's like, um, "I don't know." Yeah, and then Lydia's like, know. "Stop it! They're dying." And then the guy's like, "Like, oh, well, they can't." Like the guy at the table's like, "They can't die. They're already dead." Yeah, and she goes, "Look at them," and they're like real sad looking. And then Charles is like, "Otho, stop this." Yeah, uh, and, and he's stop like, "Stop this, I, Otho!" I, he's and like, he's I like, don't know how. "He goes, it's too late. I, I'm sorry." Yeah. Uh, so Lydia runs over to the model and she finds Beetlejuice sort of and he's sitting there and he's sitting there in his iconic already- striped outfit. He knows what's coming. He's sort of sitting, he's got his feet resting up on some uh, some headstones and he's. she's like, I need your help. And he's like, look, I can help. I can help you. But, but I want out and I want out for good. And the only way that I can get out for good is if we get married. <laughs> so she's like a 13. So, yeah, so a ghost has to marry... A living person. She's like get... a thirteen-year-old as well in this film. She's meant to be like thirteen. Well, he doesn't care. He's just he like he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Who he's and now. of course, she's she looks over and she looks back and she's like, "Okay, not a problem. Yep, sure, just help my friends." And she's like, "And of course, this is something that is meant to be happening in a very timely manner because every like her friends are dying and she's just like, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice." <laughs> And then he, and then it cuts out to Beetlejuice, and it's that classic shot they use in all the VHS ads, yes. of him looking at the camera, going, "It's showtime!" And then it's like, a, "I am." Um, that was on every blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's showtime. Yeah, uh, uh, everything starts to sort of rumble. The model, yeah, starts. Yeah. Ru- mu- this is my favorite line ever. So the, uh, you know, so the model starts shaking. It cracks open in the middle. All the people like from the table like see this happen. They run over to the model. And then Beetlejuice, like, rises up out of the model. He's, like, this giant kind of... He's, like, his own little theme park. Theme park. Because they, they want to make the ghost into it. I didn't re- I didn't click together that they want to yeah. make the ghost into a sideshow attraction. So yeah. he comes out as, as what they show. want. Yeah. And the line he says as he comes out, he's like, attention, Kmart shoppers. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Attention, Kmart shoppers. Yeah, I know. It's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, he's got this, like, his Mer- arms are all kind of rolled up and he's uh, he's got this, like, merry-go-round Yeah, his arms are, like, gigantic head. long sticks that are, like, yeah, curled up. like, curled up. Or, yeah, and a merry-go-round hat that has little monsters going around him and he's, he's in his striped suit. He's yep. giant as well. He's, he's getting big. It's he, very weird. So he rolls out his arms. The investors have gotten up and they're really happy. They're Everyone's like, stoked. Fucking, they're like... This is fantastic. So his arms have completely rolled out and they start to... To blow up into giant ha- like the hammers. giant hammers, so like the where you you know how have how strong are you the strong man one yeah and of course these two sort of um, investors the investors like something's popped up behind them so it's like the strong man thing that yeah. you hit and it hits the bell at the top yeah and of course like this happens and he immediately he just lifts them up and he smacks it down and they go flying through the roof the investors and are just out of the shot yeah and out of the done. Out of out of the thing. They're not here. Well, he, he had to. His deal was for her to marry him was to save was to save Adam and Barb. Yep. And to get rid of the investors. So he got rid of the investors, and then he gets, and then he jumps down back into a Beetlejuice form, and he's just like he just basically like goes, snaps his fingers and mm. points at at Adam and Barb, and they fall down to the ground. Yep. Um, but they're no longer aging anymore, and they're slowly re like getting like turning back to normal. But it's taking a while. Yeah. So he goes, oh, well, that's done now. So there's a, and kind of like 
Charles and Delia are like hugging yeah, each other. Yeah, they're just like together. And they're kind and of they're like, like in shock, but they're always smiling, trying to like, it's, everything's fine. <laughs> this is okay. And of course, as this is happening, fucking Otho, he's trying to sneak off like the cowardly oh, yeah, little yeah. bitch that he is. And of course, Beetlejuice sort of turns and he's like, bam. He finger guns him. And Spotlight comes up. His suit rips off to so reveal. Otho's always in black. Yeah, and he's they're always very well-tailored sort of suits. And, of course, it's ripped off to this very form-fitting sort of polyester. No, it's like a pastel blue yeah, suit. I never got this when I was younger. I never got – I'm like, why does he run off screaming? He's yeah. just in another suit. And I realise it's because he's so pretentious he only dresses in black. Yes. And he's put him in the most ghastly outfit. Exactly. And that kills him basically. Yeah. He, just, he runs out of shot, never in the film again. Never. He's done. Um, so Lydia runs over and she starts like she she grabs her parents. They're hugging and of course Beetlejuice he joins he comes like mom dad he joins into the hug and he's just like you know here's yours like it's like okay like here well, here's your dad like Dowry's on me dad and he like hands him a snake and I'm like Ugh. and then he's like well uh, I've took care of the people cook, te- cook, put, took care of the Maitlands what's next oh yeah and he turns around and he's instantly I like he's always instantly is in clothes. Yeah. He's instantly in this like red tuxedo, like a wedding, uh, a groom. There's a groom? Yeah. Is that the word? Like a groomsman? Yeah. No, groom. The groom. He's the groom. And then like Lydia looks at herself and she's suddenly in this gigantic red wedding dress. Yeah. Um, which is weird because she probably could have worn a white one because I'm pretty sure she's a virgin. <laughs> pretty sure. Doesn't matter. Hey, Beetlejuice. It's goth. It's goth. Um, and of course, it's like it's time for the wedding. That's fine. He's like trying to comb down his very matted and disgusting hair and it's it's not working. Um, Adam and Barb are starting to sort of become themselves again. Um, Adam gets up to go and say Beetlejuice. Because they need to say Beetlejuice three times to get him back in. To send in. him back. Uh, but unfortunately his jaw falls off <laughs> yeah. and he's just like, ooh, he can't say anything. Um, the sculptures around start yeah, so to move. Beetlejuice says, what else do we need? Oh, yes, Witnesses. witnesses. Yeah. So yeah, the Scott uh, Delia's sculpt, her art, a big sculpture has come alive in the Tim Burton style of stop motion animation, and they basically grab um, Delia and Charles, like yeah. they kind of wrap around them and and hold them there to be witnesses. Witnesses. Yep. Delia's got this horrible fucking eighties blossom hat. <laughs> She Heartbreak does. I had on. Oh my god! Um, the fireplace changes. It becomes now. This very is important to me. So this is Tim Burton. Yes. To me. So the fireplace is an all fireplace and it stretches up and becomes one of those very Tim Burton style doorways where it's all like the wrong proportions. So it's like a almost like a triangular shape, which is all of Tim Burton stuff later on. Like yeah. is that and to me though, I was obsessed with that shape. Um and so much of my drawings are based on like if ever I draw a door, even now I it's do it that, that. that shape. Like that's fair. Out of the way. And then through the fireplace, which is now turned into like a gateway portal door, basically comes through a grey alien priest. Like yeah, a- I basically said it was the alien from the Night of the Creeps. Yeah. From the very beginning of that film. And he's he's the pastor. Yeah, and he starts officiating the wedding. And the marriage starts. And, of course, he's like, do you take this woman? Do you, Beetlejuice? He's like, oh, that, that, that. Don't say the B word. We don't yeah, say yeah, the B word. Yeah, yeah, he goes to word. say nope, Beetlejuice. Nope. No, 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 no one says the B word. Um, and he's like, do you take this woman? And he sort of like, he jumps off screen. He's like, oh, geez, like, you know, I don't you know, know. Like, it's like. It's, I, I, I did it once. I said like, it only once. You know, and he starts to do this thing. And he comes back and he's like, yes. And he's like, do you, Lydia? And then, of course, she just. She starts to say Beetlejuice. Yeah. She's like, no, bit And then he, like, puts his hand over her mouth and then speaks for her in her voice and yeah. says yes. He's like, I, Lydia Deeds, of being sound, mind and body, is like, I do love this man of mine, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, Adam, of course, he steps forward to try and say Beetlejuice again. Yeah, Adam's more like he can walk now. He's back, yeah. nearly back to normal. Um, so he, but his teeth are ripped out. Like his dentures, denture teeth are kind of ripped out. Yeah, on Beetlejuice the floor. rips rips out his yeah. teeth, but he, he didn't didn't get the saber. He's like Beetle, and then yeah. Beetlejuice is like. Whoosh. That's right. Um, and then he starts like he's like, let's just stop this. And he tries to step on the. And then of course we get this like funny little thing where the the teeth are trying to like chattering his, teeth his, around Beetlejuice's feet, and he's doing the feet. dance. Yep. And then he says, scram? Yep. Scram. I love that so much. Um, so Barb, she says Beetlejuice. Yeah, she runs out, comes in and goes, Beetlejuice. And he's like, ee! He does the, he does I, ee. in my notes I've got, he does the Danry. <laughs> uh, he zips her lips. She says it as she unzips her lips. She's like, Beetlejuice. And he immediately shoves like a metal plate. He like, he like baseball pitches a metal plate onto her mouth with screws so she yep. can't talk. And then zaps her to satin. Yes. Um, but she doesn't have the plate on her mouth in satin. Which no. Is weird. So she's transported to satin um, and she there's Turn, a sandworm immediately. She turns around in her know, typical Jenna Davis, like, you know, shocked face, which yep. is always there. Yeah, there's a sandworm behind it. Anyway, we cut back. Um, Adam goes to I think run in. Yeah, so he and gets, he gets zap- and then Beetlejuice zaps him to the model. Yeah, so he's tiny, and then Adam gets in the toy car that Beetlejuice was in before, and he uh, he drives off the side of the model like, yeah. and he drives along the floor. He's tiny and hits into Beetlejuice because it's about to be you know it's about to say like I now pronounce you. Everyone's talking very slow. Yeah. Um, and he, Adam drives the little matchbox car into the side of Beetlejuice's foot and explodes for some reason. Yeah, and as of course, as this happens, the sandworm comes breaking through the roof with Barb riding on it, <laughs> and it just immediately just like eats Beetlejuice. And then Barb jumps off somehow. Yeah, and lands on her feet. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. They are in satin, but then again, maybe she got it to smash through the door. Way. Maybe, and that's just how it it uh it uh kind of worked itself out of what it was doing, and then when it smashed down, it smashed back into satin. Yeah, quite possibly. Anyhow, then once again, Barb takes full fucking like charge yeah. and sorts the fucking situation. So Beetlejuice has now been eaten by a sandworm. We assume he is gone. Dead. He's dead again. Um. So and everything is a okay. Um, and then we get this very lovely sort of both couples are standing there. They can see each other. For the, the first time. For the very first time. They're kind of smiling at each other. And then, you know, Lydia's there and she's like, oh, Harmony, yay. I'm also smiling. I'm no longer goth. <laughs> I have no reason to be goth anymore. I have no reason to be sad. And yeah, we cut to a next day or some other time later to Mrs. Shannon's School for Girls, mm. which is the most adorable little school. It is. It's very, 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 very little house on the prairie. Oh. Um, you know, school's out. Lydia jumps on her bike. So she's in her uniform. She's got some friends now at yeah, school. Does, They're like, she's still Lydia. a little goth. She's still got a half goth vibe happening. Yeah. Uh, she rides her bike home and then we cut to Barb and Adam. They're wallpapering one of the rooms. So like yeah. the living area, they're turning it back. So into they've done what a compromise. Like say so some of the house is there, some of the house is there. Yeah, which is well, very nice. it's, It'd be like having housemates now because you can see the ghosts. Yeah. Can everyone see the ghosts? Does that, I, mean they, does that mean they live forever? Like fame? No, I'm not sure. Who knows? Who knows I how to learn how to fly. Hi. 
Lydia walks in. They race over to her and they're like, okay, so did you get up? Did you get the paints? She's like, yes, I got the paints. I took photos of the new town hall for you. It's all good. And they're like, okay. There's a town hall. Do you think that implies that the dad has built more structures in the town but not to quite, destroy the city? Quite possibly. The town, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay, how was your science test? And she's like, I like I had to dissect a frog. I, I said no I, way. I said I wasn't going to do it because it was against my religion. So I got to see. She's like, okay, well, what about the math test? And she kind of looks. No, like, science. Science? Wasn't it science? No, science. Oh, she got math. the C. She's like. Uh, and he's like, but we studied. She's like, I got an A. And she's like, and they're like, yeah. So, so can I? Can I? And then, of course, they're like, I don't know. You got a C. She's like, oh, Adam, when did you ever get a C? And then, of course, the rocking chair. He looks over and the rocking chair starts to rock. And we get this calypso music starts playing again. Um, we cut up to Charles in his office. He's reading a book, uh, The Living and the Dead. And he's like, man, this thing reads like stereo instructions. Well, I think that was another handbook for yeah, like people who want to like leap coexist. Like coexist. Yeah. Which is great. And of course, um, this is all happening and, you know, shake, shake, shake your mambo. Work yeah, it so all the Delia time. basically, I mean, uh, Lydia starts floating. Yeah. And like miming this song. Yeah. And I'm like, must feel weird. <laughs> yeah, it would be weird. Um, we cut to the waiting room. No, first we cut to like Delia uh, comes in. With a sculpture of Beetlejuice's oh, face yeah, yeah, yeah. and scares Charles off his chair with it, yeah. which is the snake Beetlejuice. She's like, oh, he likes it. And I'm like, that's clearly just one of the props. Yes. Oh, exactly. From, uh, it was so good. 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we cut to the waiting room and Beetlejuice is there and he starts running. And his... then the, 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 yeah, the death waiting the room. The death, yeah. Afterlife waiting room. And he's like running his legs across the torso. Uh, the, the bottom half the of the bottom chopped half up lady. Of the lady. And she slaps him and he gets up and he's like, oh, like, I don't know what her problem is. And he sits next to the shrunken head and he starts looking at the very long number. So he's got 99 million in his number. Yeah. And then he looks up and it's like, next serving, four. four. <laughs> he's like, Ugh. He notices that the witch doctor next to him has the four and he steals his number. And yeah, he's like, he really oh. swaps his number over. And he's like, oh, looks like I'm next, which is great because I got a got an appointment with GQ in like an hour or something. <laughs> and of course, the the witch doctor pulls something out of his bag, his magic fairy just dust, sprinkles it on his head, and his head starts. He's like, what? Hey, what do you do? What? Yeah, Beetlejuice's uh, head oh. starts to shrink down, tiny. Like, it goes about the size of a matchbox car. Yeah, and he's like, this could be a good look for me. And of course, we cut from there back to. Um, the, everyone's dancing now, so like uh, Adam and Barb are dancing in the room. Yeah. Lydia's floating in the air; she's having a good old time. And, and the then gridiron the gridiron players team. just appear behind her, and they're dancing on the stairwell. Yeah. And I'm like, and they're like, okay, yeah. And uh, then cut to end. Done. The end. End. They all live happily ever after, and she got ghost friends. Yeah, ghost friends. Woo! Ghost friends. What are your final thoughts? Okay, this movie's so much fun. Yeah. The soundtrack is brilliant. It's very upbeat, even for a film that's meant to be kind of like a little bit morose. Um, casting is just fucking phenomenal. Bonkers. Except for that pedophile. Except for that pedophile. Michael Keaton is insanely, insanely good as Beetlejuice. Like he, Michael Keaton is insanely good I as an actor. Know. When you think but of him this as is like... next level. Uh, the, the thing that made me realise it recently is when he played the Vulture in that Spider-Man movie, I'm like... He was the best thing. Yes, he really was. Every part of he, every line he, every scene he was in, I was just like, "Do more, talk more, have more of him." When he like 
confronts Peter Parker when in the car before the prom, and just all that shit was just like perfect. Like, yeah. and like, and then like you see Birdman and all those other films he's done, Batman. Yes. I mean, Batman was well, Batman. I was going to say, like, so I next... Hang on, that could be Tim Burton's nearly the, his best film. Well, next no, to I like this better. Batman and Batman Returns, which I fucking love, this is probably my favourite Tim Burton film. Because as Tim Burton, I think as Tim Burton became more prominent in... I just did not like his films. They oh, yeah, yeah. They just got rubbish. Yeah. He just, like, was basically trying to be Tim Burton in a Tim Burton... Like, his films had to be Tim Burton-esque. Yeah. And it's just like, nah, nah, like... How many, like, curly fucking things do you want to have in, you know, all the things that curls on them? Yeah. I mean, I am someone who does not enjoy A Nightmare Before Christmas. I know he didn't direct that, but he did produce it and it was... And it had his, it had his stink yeah, I, all over it. <laughs> stink. Um, yeah. So, your thoughts? Um, I, I got so much more out of this watch than I did as a kid. Um, I really liked it. Its structure worked. Its pacing works really good. Like every scene is interesting and you're yep. like, what's going on? What's going on? Mm-hmm. You forgive any like weirdness in like pacing as well because of the time, the yeah. use of time in it. So you're just like, yep, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel, the, the whole parts where it makes you feel like the pacing is wrong um, is because it, that's how they feel with the time. They, they don't notice time going differently. And so that, I think that works for it. Yep. Um, yeah, but as I said, the Delia and the Lydia characters, as an adult, were just the same characters to me, just on two swings of the pendulum, like opposite ends, but the same character. So it's like I didn't, I didn't meld with Lydia. Yeah, I think I melded with Delia more. <laughs> like I enjoyed her. Yeah, well, she's fantastic, and I think now it's really good to see her now because Catherine O'Hara has had such a resurgence because of. Uh, Moira Rose in Shit's Creek, which if you haven't watched, mm. you should check it out. One day. Um, so she's now become like this this cult favorite, which is fantastic. So yeah, it's it's good to be reminded of how good she is as an actress. Oh, uh, what if it, what do we have any sweet notes? I mean, fun facts. Man, there's heaps of fun facts. Well, there's so many fun facts. So I've ri- only got a couple written down here. Um, so like we said earlier, Michael Keaton ad libbed ninety percent of his lines in this film. <laughs> I wonder if it was just the tone they gave him. Yeah. Like, Probably they're like just so he also based his performance of Beetlejuice on Chop Top from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. Oh, nice! Which, as I now knowing that and looking at it, I'm like, yeah, he really did. There yeah. was there's a lot of it there. Um, Wes Craven was actually the first choice to direct this. I as I said to Claire, like when I read that fact about it, I was like, imagine the parallel universe where Wes Craven. I want to see that film, like. How different would it be? It would it, be so different. And would it still, but would it still kind of be the same film? Because, it, the, I mean, the script would be there mm. and the vibe would be there, but what would it be like? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But then again, Wes Craven does do funny. Like he did Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. and stuff like that. They had that humor vibe to them. But I reckon he would have taken it more as a horror film. Yeah. It wouldn't have had the fun and fantasy that this film has. Which is weird. Like, I put this like, yeah, it's fantasy. So it's like a lab. It's like labyrinth or something like that. You know, those, those full fantasy films that you watch as a kid. Yeah. Where it wouldn't have had that. This would have been a horror film. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so the visual effects budget was just a million dollars, um, a major factor in Tim Burton's deciding to make the effects look as tacky and B-movie as possible. But they all ended up being... Real, but they looked amazing. It all ended up being like the opposite. Like, yeah, but really it, does, it, it is a very B... It is a very B-movie sort of homage but to the, a the, lot the, of the stuff there. All the, the things that he's doing, like the bits with like the chopped off heads where you're just seeing the, like yeah. someone walking out and like heads in tables or that... That worked in favour now because it still looked good. Yeah. It didn't look like, you know, a CG mess or just like whatever they were doing at that time. It just it just aged really well. Mm, exactly. Um, and he also feared that the Deo scene wouldn't go over well because um, he didn't think it was very funny. He turned out to be wrong and it is literally one of the most iconic scenes in the film. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I Yeah, I always think of Deo. Yeah. I, I didn't know that song before that film. No, so. well, that's how we know that song. Like, mm. anytime I hear it on, like, if it for some reason pops up on a playlist on Spotify, I'm like, oh, Beetlejuice, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. what'd you give it? Um, so I gave this three. I gave this, it's a fun and dumb. It's classic that's worth a watch. And I also said it's a bit of a beer and chicken wing group movie. Yeah, I, well, I gave it two. I just gave it fun and dumb and a classic worth a watch. It definitely can have beer and chicken yeah. wings movie with it. It's just a great film. Mm. I actually met when I was watching it, I messaged like the Millennial Movie Talk group and I was like, Have you guys seen Beetlejuice? Just in case they hadn't. Yeah. And like two they? of them had, but one of them hadn't. But like one of them, like, because they're young, one of them, um, he's like, My dad made me watch it. Mm. Like, and it's just like, Yeah, that, that's the movie you, you do show a, a kid that yeah. you're like, Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they really liked it, even as millennials. Yeah. That's even good. as that poor little turkey goblins. <laughs> they are. That's great. Um, so for next week, um, I've decided to go a little uh, in a different direction, but also still in the same direction of exorcisms. Uh, we're going to do Exorcist 3. I've never seen this. It's a fun one. What? So it's 1990. Is it like scary movie? It's not like scary movie. No, it's so it's the third in the Exorcist franchise. But You're going to make me watch the worst one, aren't you? This no. is going to be the shittest film. This is the funnest of the, the four. There's fun. like four in the I don't put the word fun and ex- the exorcists together, eh? Brad Jurif's in it. It's Are there fun. any vaginal stabbings with crucifixes? I don't think there's any vaginal stabbings with crucifixes in this one. the point so. of making exorcist film if you uh, don't get a look, good old Jesus fucking. That's, that's so very true. So, yes, we will be watching The Exorcist 3 from 1990 next week. Nice. I'm excited. Uh, thank you, guys. You've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTubes. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or review, and share with all your friends. I would like to reiterate, please share. We're trying to grow and you sharing will help us grow. Mm, considering Facebook has no natural growth anymore. I know. And it's, it's I, I pay these. I pay Facebook. Don't make me pay Facebook. Um, you can interact with us uh, on both Facebook and Instagram at Terrorvision Pod, and it'll keep you up to date with upcoming episodes, trivia, and of course memes that are one hundred percent three years old by now. Uh, we also have Gmail. Uh, Terrorvision at gmail.com if you want to get in contact with us that way. And yeah. And remember, until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares.